Hey everybody, welcome to another amazing episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, joined by Chipotle wizard himself, Mr. Andrew Harlick, and this is going to be episode 108 with illustrator and painter extraordinaire, my buddy Dan Levizi, who joins us once again for our first part three episode today. We get down into detail on the importance of truly speaking your mind and discovering your personal truths in this world, how his relationship with his father has affected his career as an artist, and how Danny deals with people being quote-unquote inspired by his work. So here we go world, episode 108, let's roll. Dude, we got Dan Levisi on the podcast. Can you believe it? It happened. It's happening. Yeah, we've been recording. Uh, always recording. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, dude. I'm North Korea up on this podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking ruthless nice. with this shit. Yeah, this is this is awesome. I'm stoked. Let's it's been just, a long time coming. It, it has been. It's been a while. Uh, it's uh, like I was telling Andrew and everybody out there listening, um, Man, things have been going so fast and so crazy that we haven't had a chance to really chat and catch up on a lot of things. So this is cool. Oh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do like a legitimate official catch up sesh right here in front of like, in front of all your beautiful ears. Oh, good. I'm excited. Get all sweaty on them. <laughs> sweaty podcast years. I had to take a little nap before this. I was so fucking tired, dude. Mondays are oh, yeah. insane, dude. It's like, <laughs> I know. get up I at you. seven and rah. Well, I was teaching a class today. I had to teach. I have to teach one for a week, actually, over at Nome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. How's so, that going? It's going well. I'm actually doing, uh, it's like the summer program that they have. They have uh, high school kids come in, like future artists. So it was cool. It's weird hanging out with people that you know almost twice their age it felt weird like you know like talking to someone about that and then they brought up a game that they weren't even playing when they were around it was like earthworm gym like you weren't even alive when that came out (laughs) (laughs) that's cool weird saying that i was like oh no that's how i feel every time i talk to andrew like like, what the hell you like that movie what's wrong with this world (laughs) an example (laughs) huh an example yeah, an example of a movie that you would like to dash winning. Oh. Um, Mad Max is one that I you like to dash down on. No, I liked Mad Max. You loved The Mist, and I was like, what the hell is Dude, this? The Mist is good. <laughs> Get out of here. It's a bold ending. I'll give it that. Oh, God. Don't even get me started on The Mist, man. I was like, <laughs> cursed on my television. And when I watch films like that, I'm like, man, like, I get it. I get why people like it. Um, I just feel like I'm much, that much more alone. <laughs> like, damn it. <laughs> alone in the world. Why am I so alone? No. Did you guys see Jurassic World? No. Uh, Have you seen it? Yeah. What's your verdict, girl? <laughs> um, Spill the beans, bruh. I don't know. Like, you know, it, it, it sucks nowadays because since we're connected with all these artists, I feel like a witch hunt goes on if you say anything bad about a movie or a video game. It's like, you know, if you... You can make a disclaimer, your, right? You can say, you know what, that movie fucking sucked. But hey, that was pretty rad. And my, I love my friends and support them. So oh, yeah, go no, see the movie. How, <laughs> yeah, no. And that's how I kind of looked at it at uh, Avengers, you know. I didn't really think it was that great. You know, I just thought it was kind of a, a rehash of what we already saw in the first one. Um, visually, there's some cool stuff in there. There's some fun designs. But as a movie, I don't know. It felt like John Sweden was bored. 
But then, like, I feel like if I go and say that online, people will get like, oh, like, what the fuck? And then I'm an asshole. It sucks. Can't voice your opinion anymore. Yeah, you really can't, you know, you're going to offend somebody. I mean, you can, you just got to be aware that you're going to offend um, a section of the people that you probably don't want to, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's just an opinion, you know, Uh, and opinions are, everybody's got a fucking opinion, you know? Yeah. And if somebody that you like says that your shit sucks, like, you know, who cares? Let them say that. Like, I think what it is, is everybody's a little bit too sensitive about things, you know? Um, and like I say that, and then I talk about, Ooh, you know, I have my own problems too. So it totally makes sense. It's a, it's a two way street. I was actually listening to this really phenomenal, uh, audio book. It's called, uh, the fifth amendment, fifth agreement. I think it's called, Mm -hmm. have you ever heard of it? No, I haven't heard of it. It's It's fucking nuts. It's, it's basically like this dude, he breaks down like all these really interesting dynamics of um, life as a human and just the perception of reality and how like there's these four rules. I, I texted it to Andrew the other day that I thought was really interesting. It was like, one is like be impeccable with your word. The other one's like, don't take anything personal. Um, I thought you were just like saying that out of nowhere. <laughs> no, that'd be <laughs> I realized awesome. that was from a book. <laughs> no, I wish shit, man. That's some genius shit that that guy was <laughs> dropping. No, I, um, it was really interesting. It was like really, uh, but he was saying something about, uh, you know, taking things too personal and being cautious of that because one of the things he was mentioning, which I find to be completely true is when you say something negative or offensive into the, uh, the ether, you're basically saying it to yourself. And so you got to be cautious about how you arm, how you, um, damage yourself basically. Which I thought was... I can agree with that because every time if I ever do have an opinion on something right before typing, it's like, does anyone else really need to hear this or is this more for me? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Why do I really need to say it? Yeah. Unless it's something that I felt insulted by and I felt like it needed to be talked about. Is it really worth... That's why I didn't say anything about Jurassic Park. You know, like I honestly, I guess it's out now. I didn't like it. You know, it didn't capture what that first one did for me. Now, given I'm biased, that I... Jurassic Park was the last or the first movie I could actually ever remember seeing in the theater. And it changed my life. It made me want to work on movies. So when I saw this, obviously, I know I'm not going to get that again. But I don't know. I just, you know, we're, we kind of have the same opinion on movies. I don't like uh, spoon-fed stories. And I don't like feeling like, you know, a dumb audience member. It kind of just ruins the movie for me. Yeah, it's a tough one. It really is. And I think, I think, um, films in general as a medium are, is in a really tough space, um, as far as what it's trying to do. And then the industry of Hollywood is in a very unique transformation, uh, because of the medium and how it's changing. So I think, um, when we watch a lot of these things, I feel like the compromise. So it's, it's like, I feel it in the product, you know, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, these are all opinions, you know, and everybody has their own and, and everybody should get their own and think about their own and discover their own and, you know, um, be aware of what they say. Cause yeah. yeah. And that's what I would just hope more people do instead of going, Hey, I don't like a movie. doesn't mean that I think you're an asshole if you liked it. No, like, <laughs> well, it does I, for me. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like that's, that's how I feel. Some people get like, they take it as if they funded that movie. Sure. Like, this is something that was very sincere to them. But yeah. like then I wonder, are they thinking, well, does that make me dumb for liking it? So that's why they get offended? Like, I don't know. And I sure. guess it just goes back to the whole don't take it so personal. Yeah. What the hell's going on there? Are you in a fucking trash compactor? 
<laughs> I have the cops away from the outside right now. So. Fuck you, man. Yeah, it's just the, <laughs> no. Sorry. Was that fart? Be honest. <laughs> You're playing GTA and you just fucking quit. Be honest. <laughs> In the game. I real life. <laughs> it's a real life uh, we game. Had, we had another button. This new um, trains. That train that's going to go from here to LA. Uh, literally right next to my office. <laughs> You're all, yes. I'm so happy about this decision. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Yeah. yeah, some super loud stuff. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, podcast listeners. Danny's in a compromise over there. He's being attacked by mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, it's super loud. But at the same time, I think we'll be okay as long as they don't keep going on with that shit. Uh, Do you want to pause right now? Why? What happens if we pause? Do they stop? Uh, I, mean, I don't know. You're do all, I'm- hurry up, people. <laughs> is it, yeah, do you have like, is it like a window what- open or something? No. No? Oh. Damn. How's that? That's a little better, I no, think. Hold on one sec. Let me get this on. This podcast is eternal. <laughs> Doing it for you guys out there, especially the picky people that bitch about sound. They're like, hey, why is there sound besides your voice? No. Is that all right? Yeah, that's much better. Thank you. Okay. We're doing it for so those those listeners out there that want that premium mm-hmm. sound, that Dr. Dre studio sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're doing it for you guys. <laughs> Danny's like, um, eh. yeah. <laughs> not so Dude, much. So I could keep on that too. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, to go back to your point, it's like, yeah, these are just opinions, you know, like whether we like it or not, who cares, you know, like go see it yourself. There's so many movies that I love that people hate. So it's like, I don't care. This is like pretty much every one of our conversations. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it really does become that. I'm like, what the hell? You like that? Damn yeah. you. And then we have long debates about it. But I I enjoy that, though, because I think that's kind of what makes it interesting about films. It's like it's not like if you like one thing, it doesn't mean that you can't like another. It's like food. You know, I think of it as food. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I, honestly, uh, not to be a jerk, I just probably won't even see that film. Uh, Maybe I will. Uh, Maybe I'll take my daughter or something. But dude, everyone in the world saw that movie. Yeah. 500 million. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? When that stuff happens, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess they're making like five more because yeah. that's what's going to happen. So they're like, look at we made money. So we need to do it again and again and again, which makes sense. Yeah. So it's a, it's a money machine. So props to them. They figured it out. Yeah, they're so sitting cool. there making fucking millions of dollars. Like, that's cool. Right on. <laughs> right on, guys. So, right on. So what's. What's been going on with you, Ash? You- hmm, everything's going good, man. Just a lot of, a lot of changes, a lot of really crazy stuff going on, and a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of awesomeness. I've, I've, Mondays are gnarly for me, so it's like I'm kind of like at the end of my day. I'm I'm on unwind mode, chilling. So 
don't mind me. I'm in chill mode, but yeah, everything's good. How about you? How's going? How's everything going with your with your hunt on getting your IP going and all that stuff? Yeah, with that with the climb. Yeah, the climb. Is that what you're calling it now? Yeah, the great climb. Yeah, the climb. (laughs) Yeah, it's massive mountain that continuously grows. Um, It's going well. Uh, I really do think that this year could be it for what we're trying to accomplish here. Um, I can't say much, but I think in the near future, what happened with LMS is going to be happening for another artist that we've been working with. So um, I'm really excited about where that's going to go. And I can't wait to announce who's a part of that. And then, you know, in terms of what's going on with LMS, uh, stuff's happening. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it, that's mostly the climb for me right now is it's just a lot of politics. It's all the stuff that I've told you that I don't feel too comfortable talking about on here. Not only because it's business tech, but you know, it's it's tough. It's a project that I really want to see get done. We have some talented people attached to getting it done, but there's a lot of politics in it right now. It's just trying to get through that. I think that we're getting close. So like I said, within hopefully the next few months we'll see some movement on it. And I can get back to where we were some years ago. What keeps you, what's, what's the fuel? Is there no other option for you? Is it just a must, you yeah. must get this done? <clears throat> I've told a few people this, but uh, I called my dad once when things weren't going that well a couple months ago, and uh, with LMS mostly. And I, I was at a crossroad where I almost had to leave the project, like not develop on it, and the movie could get made, or we keep fighting this fight. And I know some people might be like, well, what is that fight? And that's the part I don't want to discuss, but there's politics involved. So my dad was asking, um, you know, what would you do if this fell apart? Do you have a backup plan? And I told him, no, I don't. Um, you know, like I kind of look at LMS like my Titanic. If it crashes, I'll go down with it. And I'm hoping that it sails, but I don't think it's going to be too smooth of a ride until everything is polished. I mean, you know, like I look at a lot of like, big things that have grown into even larger ones. And I hope that LMS is that one. It's just on its way of getting there. When you I'm see not going to let go of it. I'm not going to stop it. I want to see it. Get, I'm going. When you, when you see things in properties like, um, like Jurassic world, for example, go and crush it in the, on the box office and stuff, does it inspire you or does it fuel you or does it upset you? Or what does it do for you as far as inspiration? Uh, see, like it, it's it's different. I mean, because I'm going to be completely honest. If something like let me think, I'm trying to think of a movie that could kind of punish and not get too mad. Oh, no, no. Just don't get upset, people. If you're That's listening to this, you get you know no, upset. That was in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I hate that I have to like watch what I say. But uh, you shouldn't you know, have to. Like, don't worry about it. That was an action adventure. Yeah, if it was like an action adventure movie that was in the vein of LMS, or like for example, Guardians. When LMS was originally being developed back in 2010, the pitch that I pitched to the studios had the same feeling of Guardians of the Galaxy. It wasn't that movie. It wasn't that story. It didn't have aliens, but it had that essence that I hadn't felt movies had captured in a long time since the 80s and the 90s or 70s. And I was like, you know, I want to make a fun sci-fi adventure film that, you know, is going to bring some, a lot of cool, weird characters, a lot of fun action. It's not going to be too serious. And everyone thought it was crazy. 
they're like, we can't do this. We have to make the revenge story. Let's make it like Judge Dredd. Let's make it like violent. Let's make it rated R, low budget, 40 million. And I was always like, that's not the movie that I want this to be. I'm not saying that this has to be some $200 million mega blockbuster, but I want it to be close to what I always saw in my head. So when Guardians of the Galaxy comes out, does gangbusters and everyone flips out and they're all like, I knew this would work. And they're all super excited about it. There's a, I'm not going to lie. There's a little part of me that kind of hurts because I'm like, I wish I could have had that with LMS. And obviously I wish I could be the first to do that, but it's not the way life works. And, you know, I'm not going to be some spoiled brat and complain and whine about it and say like, I don't like guardians because of that reason. I mean, I, I think the movie's awesome. If anything, that gives me more hope to continue doing doing now. But it's like, I just hope I'm not too late. I hope I don't do it, and everyone's already forgotten about what LMS is. And I kind of get worried that that's where I'm kind of heading. And I'm like, I have so much story that I want to tell with LMS and such a funny, unique world that goes and far surpasses whatever the kill book was. And I just want to tell that before that clock runs up. So you, I guess you, I'm just like... You know, do you think a lot of this is timing then? A lot of it's timing, or because yeah, we no, had we've, way, like, we've had some really interesting guests on. One of them was Adi Shankar, who helped produce Dread, and he said that his, in his opinion, that it's like ninety nine percent of working and making these projects happen is who you know. And oh, of course, yeah, I tend to the more the deeper I get into this understanding of how this stuff works, I I completely agree with that statement. I think it's hundred percent true. Um, which goes to, which leads me to the suggestion that it's like, uh, what does that mean to you? You know, like, are you, are you just not in line with the people that you need to know? And what, what is that for you, you know, personally? I think that like with every new person I meet, I get a step up. There's like this food chain and it's this really gross food chain. <laughs> if right now, if anything, I'm Jon Snow at the beginning of Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I have to work my way up. And, you know, like, what's going on is that there's all these people at the top. And it, like, every new person that I meet can somehow get me to that person. They can, and I don't mean, like, I'm trying to use these people, but just they know this guy. Let me introduce you to that guy. Or well, that that's guy. how, that's and how it works. So. You know, the, yeah, exactly. So, I mean... I've been doing this for what, uh, like actual film stuff since 2010. So yeah, five years now. I mean, I finally met like a director that wants to help me and it's amazing. It took 10 months to get something done with LMS, which hopefully this guy can do in a month. And if that's pulled off, then yeah, now that fable is true. It's really all you know. Um, and I'm hoping that it can get pulled off by him because I like the waiting is just killing me. And like it sucks because like it's you you know how it is it's such a hurry up and wait business where you're ready to go you have everything in a lock but then when they're ready or when you like want to show it to them they're not ready and then when they are they want everything right then from you and they want to like drain you until and then when you want something they don't have anything to say it sucks you know like I'm tired of going through that every single year so I'm just like waiting for it where I can send something and they're like okay let's go make this then I'll shut the fuck up. What do you think has made like a guy like um, like I always uh, trip out and like J.J. Abrams, for example, um, So I'm a huge fan of Lost and I really think that there are some really great things there. But if you look at his film um, film profile prior to Lost, I think it was like Gone Fishing or something like that. Some like, yeah, it was like some obscure kind of like. I remember that. Yeah. 
but then you know like how do you go from that to just killing it and then doing like star trek and stuff what do you think a lot of this stuff is and are there some pitfalls that you've encountered that um that you want to share with people that kind of enlighten them to the possibility of exposure to certain things i mean a lot of this stuff is self-manifestation too so like what we're learning what we're experiencing like some people they might even go through this whole their whole journey uh forrest gump the shit out of it and just like end up on top of the end and not even have to face any of these things you know i've that's definitely a possibility so if you're listening and it sounds daunting be possibly aware that like you might you might miss all this stuff you know you might go right right over what some of these things we're talking about you know so but yeah no i mean i think i i'll turn a little story to what i'm going to get at but the other day i was taking an uber ride and uh right when i got in the car i asked the guy how his day was and he was like oh it's a beautiful day a great day a great day and i was like well what happened and then he's like well i got called today and i uh, did get the job for this place that he wanted to work at but he's like you know what i have my family i have my kids so it's another day that i have to just work harder to get there and it kind of made me realize that you know like we've always talked about is that every challenge hopefully makes you stronger and those and it sounds cheesy but whatever uh you know if you allow those challenges to go over you and you know take you down and eventually you're just going to fall flat and you're going to give up on that dream and i think i've gotten to a place where every challenge i've learned something from it's like make a mistake you know you're going to learn from it and hopefully not make it the next time and i've made a lot of mistakes um you know i've lost a lot of money doing this i've invested money into my own project which everyone says don't do um but you know it's it's turned me into the person that i am today and i'm at a position that i'm very I, I wouldn't say i'm completely happy with yet i'm not exactly where i want to be but i've accomplished some things that i've wanted to do all my life and you know i don't if it wasn't for those challenges it wouldn't be as worth it you know like i, I tell stefan whenever we get in these really down times where like stuff's not really working out or we're waiting on a phone call that's been taking months to get. Like I tell them, I have this vision in my head and it sounds super stupid, but I can't shake it. And it's this vision of like me walking on set one day and seeing the set that's been designed by like all my friends that have been able to hire and work on this project with me and being able to see Gabriel in his costume turn around as the actor inside of it. Well, probably Google and like looking at me going like, how do I look? And at that point, I'll know that I've made, I've re- the highest peak I can reach career-wise for me. At least for me, that's my personal goal. And I think that's what I'm fighting for is to get to that day. And with what's been going on behind the scenes and you know, like what I can't really talk about, we're getting really close to that day hopefully happening. I mean, even down to who I want, playing Gabriel. So, you know, like I look at all these challenges and I look back at all the struggles that I've been through. And just to look at where this could happen, if that day ever happened, all those struggles will be nothing. It'll all have been worth it. Like, I will never think about those again. How often does your goals and your ideas of your goals change? Um, because originally it was like a book, right? And then building the book and then yeah. the book became this idea of making this other thing. And then it became a, something bigger than that. And um, at, basically what I'm getting at is at what point do, are you satisfied and is there is there is there a, a, a real like have you sat there and thought up to yourself like deep down like okay I think that this is where I want to get with this have you had that thought with yourself considered the the idea that maybe this is there because the, like we've talked about this kind of deeply like about um, the work ethic and kind of like how um, 
we work in in a in almost a fear base not a fear base but kind of yeah. well there is a fear base to it and the design of that can That's be really so really damaging you know like um to health and all that kind of stuff and um and like i remember talking with you kind of early on before like when you were signing on with the dark horse thing and how that was like one of your big goals um was like man i want to get the the book done and get that all out there and all all these different um kind of concepts i was kind of mostly focusing around the book and then um now it's like the next the next kick is is the film is it obtaining the unobtainable is that what it is you think when i was uh this past week, I was in Yosemite for a week. I told you about on the retreat. Yeah, like workshop no, our retreat. No Bradley's yeah. thing, right? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, and Sterling, Hunley, Justin Sweet was there, um, and a ton of other amazing artists. And while I was there, uh, I was actually talking to Justin Sweet and Sterling and Noah as well. And you know, like I told him about my past and uh, how my dad was really hard on me, you know, like career wise and was the artist that wanted to be one and ended up giving it up and took something else on and kind of dropped it. And, you know, like, I think that what he did is he kind of instilled this fear inside of me where I'll never be as good as like what I want to be. And cause I remember every time like bringing them new paints and be like, do you like this? And he'd be like, Hey, you know, but it could get better. And then I would go on and try to make that one better and then try to make the next one. It was never good enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was telling Justin, I was like, you know, I feel like that's kind of what's happened to me where nothing will ever be good enough. And, you know, like, I, I don't know, like I say that I see that moment in my head of seeing the whole movie come to life and I say that'll be good enough. But then I wonder if that happens. And I'm like, well, now I got to see the end of this trilogy. <laughs> or I got you know, like, yeah. to see the end of this series and I got to see where it, it finishes. And I don't know, like, I've always said this. I've said it since I was pretty young too. Do that. I guess what's the best part, which I guess I come to my age, is that it's just inspired the same thing. Mess got some little kid pumped up and made him want to go make his LMS, like the same way George Lucas made me want to make Star Wars and Jared Tolkien made me want to make Lord of the Rings or any of those, then I'll be happy. And like, I just want to make a property that can do that. I can inspire people the way that I was inspired as a kid. I think that's important. I think you've been doing that already, though. You know, like, you know, we talk about it a lot too. Like, for my lost boy project it's definitely been a big inspiration it's been you and, and aj too you know like the guy the way you guys are kind of just approach things and we're like fuck it let's do, i'm just going to do this and i think that's been a you know so you've already kind of accomplished that as far as like inspiring me i know obviously mitch a too with the showtime thing um with the whole manga american dealio you know so like yeah um like you're accomplishing that too so like what i'm getting at is is where is it? What, what is it for you? Is it is this all fueled by like this? Because uh, like okay, for example, and, and these are I have these. Um, in t- anytime I have these, my in, internally for my own self, like I constantly go in, internally and, and, and ask myself, why, why am I staying up so late to do this? And I'm trying to figure out the answer. And I was watching this really amazing program on uh, Netflix called Chef's Table. You see yeah, that? of course, f- f- fucking fantastic. And one of the chefs was talking about like how he lost his mom at a young age and he it seems like he didn't really realize it until he was doing the interview um but like he realized that like what why he was working so hard this whole time if like it came down to that he was trying to get back to his mom like and he didn't realize it until like the interview 
And, um, and I think that there's something interesting here too, with like the way that you're approaching things, like wanting to achieve that unachievable thing. Is that what, you know, is it for like, when you get up and you have to go and produce worlds, it takes a lot of energy. And sometimes it's like, for me, at least my approach is like, you got to have like a really good reason to back up, like, you know, okay, I'm going to stay up. Um, I'm going to read all these books and I'm going to really like dig into this thing. And, and I, but what is why, you know, and then if you can a- answer with this thing, like this un- almost unobtainable thing, it's almost like a, you're s- like a self tease. You know what I mean? I don't even know. Like, I don't even know if it's obtaining the unobtainable. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I have something to say you now. Like I, I want people to see elements. I, I don't, I'm not trying to say like, Oh yeah, it's the best thing ever even though I made a joke earlier with Alex, but, uh, you know, like it's not, you know, not everyone's going to like it, but I think that there is something fun that I want to show. And I think that the best way to do that is either one through a movie or two, uh, you know, if I eventually finish these books, but then, you know, like that's even another struggle in its own. But I think that's, what's really pushing me is that like, you know, I've, I've been taught all my life about what this American dream is and, you know, as long as you work hard, you'll be able to achieve it. And I've even implemented that into the LMS storyline of Gabriel. So I feel like I would kind of be failing myself if I didn't push myself to that final extent that I could to, you know, get this thing out there. You know, sure, like, sure. I mean, shit, I don't care. I want, to, I want to be remembered for this. You know, like, I want, I want this thing to be what I hopefully can leave behind. I mean, I'll make other stuff and make other projects, but I'll never make another LMS. Like, this is my baby. So, like, I have to see it to the end. Otherwise, I'm a shitty creator. And an artist. So by um, so you you define yourself by the uh, the success of whether this works or not. Not even the su- like the success. I guess just doing it for myself, really. You know, like I mean, obviously, I want people to like it and enjoy it, and hopefully, if it's successful, then I can continue to work on it. So yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I want it to be successful, but I'm. I mean, one of the things that I've been recently trying to get back into is doing stuff for myself. And I think the only reason why I got LMS done is because originally I was doing it for myself. And uh, I mean, I was doing it for myself and to prove my dad wrong. You know, like I wanted to show him that I can finish this book and make this thing. And he kind of challenged me because when I almost gave up once, uh, like halfway through the book, he was like, he told me this quote that I'll die with. That he said, you know, like every day that you're not working on your craft, someone else is working on theirs and catching up with you. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want someone to take this from me. Like, you know, like I want this for myself. I want to be known for this. Like I put too much of myself into it. So, um, yeah, you know, like I want to see it through. I don't just want it to end with one book. I don't want to be that guy. And I know I kind of have been that guy because there hasn't been a release for the past five years now with LMS, but I've been working on it. Like I have something here that I want to show, but it has to be right. It has to live up to that last one. Yeah. How's your, you know, like, how's I'm not a, like I'm, What's your relationship with, with your dad like nowadays? Is it is it a healthy one? Or are you guys kind of is it's he have a, has um, a mutual respect for what you're doing and what you've accomplished yeah. and stuff? My stepmother, who's one of the most amazing women I know, she uh, she always says that you know, like he says such nice things about you, and he's like always bragging about you to his friends and like when we go out, and like I never saw that, like you know, like and yeah, it kind of makes me sad because. Obviously, I want that kind of appreciation. I think everyone does from their father. Sure, of course. You know, to think that they're doing something right. Uh, but to hear that, it makes me feel good. But then I guess I still can't fight that bug that's like, yeah, so keep impressing him. 
is Malcolm Dead. You know, like <laughs> make him show him what you can really do. And that's what I've been trying to get at. And I know he's fighting for me because, like, I can hear it in his voice when he's like concerned and asking how I am and like you know going you got to go get checked up at the hospital. Like I told you, I had some issues earlier this year. Um, and you know, like he's always looking out for me, but I think he's now getting to that state where the older he gets, he's starting to realize what he did do. And now he's kind of going like, calm down. It's okay. You don't have to make it the best thing ever. You can chill out. Like everyone's still going to love you for who you are and you're fine. You don't have to like finish this thing. But I'm like, I, I got it. Yeah. So, you got to do what you got to do. You know, yeah, obviously. it's kind of like we've turned into each other in a way. <laughs> it's, sure. It's sure. Well, time changes. Did you ever get a chance to listen to the, interview i did with uh, david levy uh yeah yeah i did did you hear the story we talked about how he was just killing himself for his craft and then his father passed away and then he felt like he lost his potential like his his purpose it's a really interesting moment for him in his career it was like kind of a a very kind of awakening thing you know like where he had this drive to kind of live up to this kind of potential that his dad and kind of instilled with him. But when his dad passed away and this is, I hopefully I'm not butchering this and messing it up, but this is from, from what I remember that conversation is when his dad passed away, that his perception of who he was had changed. It shattered basically the image of who he was in his de- in his de- direction and dedication to what he was after had completely shifted. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting uh, conversation really, you know, like, it's interesting what we put ourselves through for what we think is what, you know? Um, and I'm getting yeah. all philosophical and I'm totally turning this into a fucking therapy session. Sorry, but, um, no, no, it's awesome. I, I, I like talking about this is, I like, I would rather talk about this and then like how I paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can, you I have can many avenues of that. Point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, like, I want to, I like talking about this stuff and being real, you know, like when I went to Yosemite, I'm not going to lie. I shed tears over there. You know, like I got down with some of the artists and talked to them about like the real stuff that happens. And I think that's important. You know, yeah. like you can talk over and over and over about how you paint or do this or that or whatever, but it doesn't like that. That's only half of the battle. And you know, like, I think this is the real stuff that I'd rather hear that's inspiring. Hopefully shows people that we're human and yeah. we all have faults and problems and, you know, things that we're still insecure about. Like I am. We, and, uh, yeah, we all have it, I think, too, and it's just a matter of like you being aware of it. I'm going to send you this I book. Or you get, you get, a, get a hold of this book that I've been talking about. I think you really enjoy it. And then if you get a chance, try to revisit that talk with uh, David, and maybe like think about it in relation to your own path. You know, it's, it's interesting how um, I mean, I've done Andrew. How many fucking interviews have you done now? Like 107 now, 108. Uh, Dan's will be 108. Yeah, so like I feel like I've had so many really unique conversations you know most of them are pretty heavy and they get really deep into some really interesting concepts and ideas some are surface level but for the most part most of them kind of remain pretty unique as far as just what people are conveying and i feel like there there's there is a repetition in the kind of the uh the stories at certain times you know like the people's trajectories and stuff i mean that, that was kind of one of the reasons too is just discovering um, you know, am I alone? And is there a rhythm to this, you know, this, this industry, this creative flow? Well, I, I think it like, you know, it allows you to connect with the artists, you know, like I, uh, I really like Louis C.K. And um, I've been listening to a lot of his interviews and a lot of them sound very similar actually to like how you and I grew up. 
And, you know, like a lot of when I hear stuff like that and then I see how successful they are, it just makes the first thing I think is, okay, you're doing something right. Right. <laughs> so it's like, just keep going and stay on the path. I mean, like all the people that I usually look up to are the ones that had to go through shit to get here. And, you know, like that's why I think that this is the right way that we're going. It's just, it's kind of sucked before it can taste good. Yeah. And I'll, I think another thing too, cause I was reflecting on some of that too. Like you, you, um, you get to really appreciate each step of the earning, you know, like, um, so an example is, um, from my experience, like people that have, ex- have, have encountered, um, instant, uh, instant wealth from, you know, say like lottery or, um, like an inheritance or something without earning it, they have no understanding of what it took to get there. And, um, in doing so, it's almost like how we, as humans kind of go through living life now in this earth, it's, um, for the most part in America, it's, you know, it's very disingenuous and completely disconnected from the earth and what it does to, um, us as a species, I think is it creates a really weird disconnection between us and reality. And it's the same thing. It's basically how you earn your keep here on this planet. I have a couple interesting thoughts about that, but that's one of the things that, um, I find to be fascinating about, um, just, you know, earning your success and, uh, and getting there, you know, one step at a time, basically. And I think it's, I think for me, um, some, obviously a lot of times it's very hard, but I think I couldn't have it any other way because you get to really enjoy like each step and each step becomes this really unique part of the process, you know, and that's yeah, cool. a lot to reflect on those moments. Yeah, you can, you know, like, shit, you know, when we were out in Japan and Andrew and, and Aaron and I met um, all those amazing people and so I actually got some, to meet some of the crew and cast from from the Ghost in the Shell, I was like, wow, like that in itself is such a great memory, you know, and, and everything else is just, yeah. those things only make sense and, and have any kind of substance and meaning because of like that step, you know, and so it's actually um, the way I look at it now is coming from the bottom you can really experience like every, every, uh, every experience you can ever want, you'll get a chance to do it and you'll get to earn every step. And that just makes it better. It's even like, um, you own a really nice car, but you wouldn't really appreciate it until you like start really maintaining it and cleaning it and, and understanding how it works and functions and, and giving it your time and dedication. Um, not until then, but yeah. if you just have a car that you're just like, yeah, fucking Lamborghini, blah, you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't, two of them. yeah, I have two of them. It's like, okay, fuck, you know, that's great. Or relationships, you know, like, oh, I have this beautiful wife. It's like, okay, cool. But then you spend all your day, you know, dicking around doing stupid just other shit. Looks, yeah. yeah. So, um, I think it's a paradox, you know, I think it's a weird, um, cycle that people get in, get caught in. But I think to get back to my point, my personal opinion of how it's worked for me personally, it's hard as a bitch and it sucks sometimes, but at the same time, it's really fucking cool. Cause then you get to really enjoy each step, you know, like, and each step has its own reward. And then there are these little kind of moments where you can really sit back and have, you can evaluate some really special things, I think, you know? So, yeah, no, for sure. You know, like I, I look back at on the mistakes that I've made and the, the falls and I, I love them. Like, like I said, it's It made me who I am today. I mean, you saw me, I was even seeing you, but I talked to you during that, my downfall that one time and just nothing was working. Yeah. And it's like, but like I learned a lot about myself during that moment. I went out to do and I'm glad that I did. So I don't ever look back at it and go like, I'm ashamed of that time. (laughs) I was like, I did something that fucked me over. 
Sure. Well, you live, you know, being a friend of yours for these, it's been a couple of years now, like getting to know you. It's like, uh, for me, it's, I know you I mean, too. You for like almost like what? Three, four years? It's been, I'm trying to think back. It was, it was around when you were doing the next, your second edition of your book. So I'm trying to think of when that was. I was but we were like friends by then. They came over to your place. Yeah, it was obviously before the whole dark horse thing, but I'm trying to like put a time yeah, yeah. time on there that I'll remember because there's so much stuff going I on. Exactly. <laughs> Shit, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Give me that sweet blowy. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had to put it in there. No, um, but yeah, you know, like you, you definitely wear your heart on your sleeve, you know, and and. That oh, yeah. is, that's a double-edged sword. Do you, would, like having a choice, would you make a choice not to, to be so passionate and have it all out there at all times? No. I mean, honestly, I don't care. Because, like, yeah. you know, like some people, like they say, like you shouldn't put out like all your, like obviously I'm not going to talk about real personal stuff, right? Sure. But I mean, you know, talking about how I was brought up and, you know, my struggles and my, my disabilities and like stuff like that, I don't care. If yeah. someone doesn't like me for that stuff, whatever. If someone you know can relate with it, awesome. You know, and if someone that's part of like, your charm, I, I, though, I, I think, just, right? That's just that's just me. You know, like that's who I am. I'm going to be upfront. One of the the compliments, I guess, that I get from like a lot of these workshops are from like teachers, or that it was that the students feel like they can talk to you, and that they you know like don't have to really hold back on how they feel, and they, they you feel real with them, and that's what I like try to be. I don't want none. One act of, like where you know, like rock stars, we're artists, we're drawing nerdy shit all day, and you know like, the other part is is that you're human to me first before you're an artist. So I'm going to treat you like that. I was raised to respect people, not treat them like assholes. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a key thing. How about you, Andrew? I mean, what's your take on the the way that 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 Danny's going out and like is you're very transparent? I think you know, and I think that that's part of your charm. I, I mean. From what I see, like your online persona is pretty chill, dude. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you seem to be very straightforward. Like Ash was saying, like transparency, I think, is one of the most appealing parts of a person's like personality in this industry because all like the people starting at the bottom want to see like what it's like to be somebody as good as you are. So it's like really welcoming. And it just gives off a good vibe to people. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I mean, just like the way that I look at it is that when my dad had first started when I was born, whatever, he, we had, we were very successful. You know, we had it all. We had a good life. I don't really remember much of it because I was too young. But I saw my dad eventually lose that. And I watched him go from the top all the way back down to the bottom and then work his way back up. And that's where I respected my dad the most. Was watching him rise again. You know, it was it was very humbling, and it was awesome to see him human. I always knew my dad as this big, big power figure, and you know, like he kind of scared me. Never gave me or anything. But like you know, he was just an intimidating guy. He's a tall guy. Uh, I don't know. He had this big mustache on his head. Like you know, he was just an intimidating guy. But uh, you know, getting to see him fall and be sad and hurt. And, you know, like struggling to get back up, like, God, man, that's what inspired me. I really think now looking back and talking about it, that's one of the main reasons why I don't think I can stop. And um, that's why, like, whenever, interesting, whenever I look at people that are starting, it's like, dude, be cool with them. 
like whenever people come up to me and they're like nervous and like kind of like shaky talking to me, I'm like, why are you even nervous? Like I'm such a dork. If you really saw what I was like with my girlfriend, I'm not this like cool super rock star dude that like posts cool pictures of himself on Facebook. I'm a fucking nerd. I like you know wear dorky pajamas. I'm really lanky and weird. <laughs> I, like I just I don't know. I, I'm, there's nothing cool about me, so I'm not going to try to act super cool. Um, you know. So yeah, I never got that because I've, I've there's been artists that I've looked up to and would come up to them and talk to them, and they're just complete dicks, and it just it ruins the whole vibe. And like I really just I lose respect for the art. I can't really. I just say, yeah, it just kind of kills it. So I never want to be like that. And if I ever have, I apologize to anyone that's listening. But I, I like to think that I've been pretty cool with everyone. Yeah, it's sometimes really difficult, I think, to judge a person by a first encounter. Uh, and just to make a point to that, it's oh, like you, you actually don't know anybody ever um, because nobody's ever the same um, consistently, really. Like, um, and, yeah. and, and, and that being said, it's like nobody's ever... Um, like you can never understand how to know somebody can like, but you know, you can make a judgment and stuff. Um, it's actually what's interesting about that book too, to bring it up again. And one of the things is, uh, is, is to have no expectations, which I thought was really interesting. Um, which is a a really, (laughs) yeah. I think if you can go through life, not having many expectations, I mean, if I look back and I reflect on friends and people that I know that, go through life with very minimal uh means of expectations they 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 have a really like a really cool way of approaching how they enjoy their life which i find to be fascinating yeah it's an interesting design i have a hard time doing it personally but i really appreciate it when i see others doing it it's a pretty pretty cool thing um yeah i'll have to definitely have to get you a copy of this book somehow because i think you really dig it. I know we like sharing uh, the books and things that we're into and stuff. So speaking of books, is there any, is there anything that you like, what's the recent medium that you really into like a a book or um, a movie or um, I'm always down for graphic novels. Um, I just finished up preacher. Yeah. You were telling me about that. that. Yeah. How was it? Yeah, that was, I loved it. It was really fun. It was cool concept. I, I like him. I, I like small, worlds with like big concepts so like you know like when it just happens to normal people and then it's something out of the norm like i always think that's fun kind of like pulp fiction or whatever but uh yeah preacher was just cool had some cool characters cool action wraps up nicely it doesn't go on for too long it's only six volumes and um yeah i just really enjoyed it I what's the premise of that about uh the premise is about this demon and this angel have had sex and given birth to this baby that's like the all powerful. So imagine like a, a demon from hell and an angel from heaven. Like the sunny I shrunk the kid, the super baby. <laughs> and uh, the baby what the is heck shot was that? down to uh, <laughs> that was laughing. Oh, uh, awesome. The baby is shot <laughs> down to uh, <laughs> the baby is shot down to earth in a spirit form and gets trapped in the body of this like renegade drug like bad boy named Jesse Custer. And from there, it's Jesse's girlfriend and this like Irish alcoholic vampire. And what they're doing is they're going across America just in search of God because God has given up his spot in heaven because he's given up on the human race. And they're trying to find him and make him take up that mantle again. Now, it sounds like super like preachy and like stupid or whatever, but like it's like super violent. It's like very like gritty and like it's super what I would assume is Texan. 
but yeah, it's cool. I just I liked it. It was fun. Kind of reminded me of like No Country for Old Men with like little spiritual weird side to it. Interesting. Dark fantasy. Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah, that was it really was by uh, Alan R. Space and name right now who's did jason yeah, sean alexander do art for that i think i remember him doing something for preacher i think it was preacher i could be wrong it was no it was garth dennis and uh steve dylan did all the art for it this, this is a book from like the 90s yeah it was like a hit back then and they, yeah yeah what, and they're into that like, tv what, show for it oh they are oh that's cool i don't know yeah on, on amc yeah oh um, okay yeah i can see amc I, you know, well, yeah, the walking no, dead one yeah, more Oh, yeah, I, I saw the. I was like, "What's this?" Yeah, I was like, "What's?" Oh, sorry, go on. No, go ahead. You oh, yeah. fucker! No, just... dare you interrupt me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I saw the TV news about it, and then I saw the first book when I was at the comic store. We have one like right by our, you know, our office over here, awesome. so I went down there and checked it out. And I don't know, I read the first page, and I was like, "Cool, let's do it." And then I read the first book that uh, day, and then I ordered the next two on Amazon, and just kept on going. It's kind that's of how cool. it was with uh, 100 Bullets. I don't know if you ever read that. I've heard of that. That's um, that's Paul Pope's thing, right? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Didn't Paul Pope uh, do that? He did something no. like that. No, no. Not that. Are you, are you thinking of, I don't know. Let me. 100 Bullets. Uh, let me type it up. 100 Bullets is written by Brian Azur. I don't know how to pronounce that. But anyways, the concept the story is that these characters, these unique characters with these shady pasts are, uh, are what's it called? Uh, met up with this like old elusive figure who gives them a gun with a hundred bullets that don't have any way of tracking them. So you pretty much have like a get out of jail free card mm-hmm. and you're able to go and, you know, complete your vendetta against whoever screwed them over in the past. And then you get to see their backstories and what led up to this point. And then eventually the story continues to unfold and get deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, but yeah, that was a really cool one too. Awesome. But I don't know. I'm just into comics. I've been trying to look for some new ones. If you have any suggestions, um, let me see what comics I'm into right now. I have such a bad memory, and I'm consuming so much stuff all the time. It's pretty bad that I don't remember <laughs> the things that I'm actually <laughs> reading at the same time because I'm going through like five things at the same time. I'm going through uh, all of Cam Kennedy's kind of career because he's one of my favorite artists he's fucking so amazing but the problem is i don't read the i don't read it because it's like i'm not really i I tried to but i just couldn't get into it um david mazzucchelli's um daredevil stuff it's just that's a masterpiece and then the david mazzucchelli's uh fucking is batman have you read that one let's see what's the batman like like title called let me look really quick let me see oh yeah why am i delayed it's a year one have you read the Batman Year One? Oh yeah, yeah, I've, I've read Year One. Yeah, oh, so good. Batman Year yeah. One's amazing. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. Pretty much what inspired Batman Begins. Yes, of course. I mean, it's it, Batman Begins is, is a really beautiful concoction of of many of the great things about the graphic novels. You know, you got Frank Miller's uh, Dark Knight, and then you got um, Year One in there as well. Um, yeah. yeah, always going through um, Frank Miller's, obviously, um, and all of Min- Mignola's stuff too. We you know we should actually talk. And actually, one thing I'm going into right now is I'm totally fucking nostalgic. Is Jim Lee when he was on fire doing X Men? I'm like eating that up like crack right now because it's just. It's, I remember that one double cover with yes. Magneto 
Oh, dude. And, like they're all attacking it for the set of the hologram on it. With so sick, the cards. I had that as a kid. <laughs> dude, that, that, that shit, like I forgot how powerful that was to me. And I, um, yeah, I watched that image documentary. Um, have you seen that yet? It's really no, good. Where is that? It's, uh, let me see. Let me Google that for you, bruh. See, um, the image comic, uh, documentary let's see what it's called the image revolution i think it's called yeah the image revolution um yeah there you go it's really good um and after watching that it's it's, it was basically you know documenting a day and a time in, in the industry where these guys were perceived as as like rock stars you know you had uh, yeah, uh, you know Todd McFarlane and all those guys kind of doing their thing and just crushing it, making millions off of comics and building up an empire. And you know, like when they were living pretty um, good lives and having a really good career working for Marvel and stuff. But um, you should watch it; it's really inspiring um, as far as good just kind of like doing your own thing and ha- making that choice to do your own thing and why and stuff is. It's really cool. I definitely dug it. That stuff is Jim Lee. Yeah. Uh, So cool. (laughs) It isn't Jim Lee. I mean, it's, he's such a unique guy. Uh, I've seen him, um, a few times at like podcast or not podcasts at like comic con conventions and stuff. And, uh, I've sat in on some panels of his and he's just, um, seems like such a, a unique mind, such a powerful guy and pretty humble and just does his thing and really just gets in there and, kind of just enjoys his life it seems like he's really figured out a way of doing it you know which is really cool i'd love to talk with him sometime maybe get him on the podcast it'd be a lot of fun perhaps yeah down the road once everybody shares the podcast we have like a million viewers he'll be like all right you guys are worth my time (laughs) get on that andrew (laughs) make some web banners (laughs) we need people to listen to this shit so we can get jim lee on (laughs) <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah so I'm, cool. I'm really getting into that. Um, I, I need to read the actual words. I have a real big problem when I see a book that's really beautiful. I'm like, yeah, it gives a shit about these words. And I just kind of like look, look at the images. Look like the I, do that to, I do that to all like Mobius stuff. I rarely read um, like yeah. the Incal is really crazy. I think this crazy experience. It's the last one that I read of is like Yodorowsky and, and, uh, yeah. Mobius's books. Have you have you have you ever read that? I've checked them out at the store, like those oversized ones, but I've never read them. They're crazy, dude. They get really nuts because Yodorowsky is a pretty uh, far out there kind of creator and stuff. There's actually a documentary I wanted to share with you too that I'm gonna I'm gonna probably watch tonight or tomorrow. It's called uh it's a uh, Nick Nick uh, Win and Riffin's uh, Only God Forgives. Oh yeah, have you I seen that yet? That. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I watched it, dude. I can that guy's nutty. Yeah. He's, he's like bipolar or something. Or I mean like that in, the, in the best of ways. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean that in the best of ways too. But it's just like, he's like right after watching it, I felt immediately bad for my girlfriend. <laughs> I was like, that's probably the shit I put her through. Yeah. Or, you know, like nothing like, again, nothing like abusive or weird or anything, but just he's very mentally it seems abusive and not even like where he's calling her out or calling anyone out or calling anyone names. It's not like a jerk, but just so intense that you can't read them. And, you know, like I think Allison can get with that, get that way with me sometimes. And I get so into 
work that I kind of just lose sight of things. Yeah. And, you know, like I'm very not there anymore. And, you know, she'll think or assume that I'm mad and I'm fine. I'm just like, and like just lost in my own thoughts trying to head. figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a very I mean, selfish like, thing how, that we do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Because then they think that we're mad at them and not talking to them. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure my shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how are you guys doing? She in the room then? She should join this podcast. That'd be awesome. No, she's not in the room, unfortunately. No, she's all yeah, fuck um, out. We're doing great. That's awesome. Yeah. It's hard to maintain a relationship, yeah, I think, and be this. It is, but I, I think we will. Um, you know, like she's, we're going on two years almost, which is awesome. Awesome. Uh, and yeah, you know, like she's my rock. She puts up with a lot of my bullshit. She keeps me in check. Um, she's wicked you know, talented she's, too. Yeah, she's insanely talented. She's very inspiring. She just got a job. So I'm very excited for her, and yeah, she's doing her thing now. Where's so she working I'm at now? Very proud. Yeah. She's working at this place called Cosmic Toast. They do a lot of like outsourcing for TV shows, movies, uh, cartoons, uh, commercials. So she's doing, I guess, storyboard revisionist right now. Cool. But uh, yeah, so and they're really liking her stuff over there. So she's all happy. I'm glad. That's good, man. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really it's hard cool. to maintain a relationship, you know, like. Um, it's like my wife and I have ebbs and flows of, you know, you know, if, if things are going good for me mentally, then the household is good. And when things aren't, it's like, oh, it's just yeah. bad. And, and, and I, I always hate putting it, people I love through these situations. Cause I just, you know, it's like, it's, there's so much weighing on the decisions and the choices that I make on a daily basis, you know, and it's hard, it's hard to pull your loved ones through that kind of battle, you know? So, Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to watch yeah, that. So I, I don't feel so like, bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've heard really interesting things yeah, about no, it. I'm sure he's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. You know, like I always like to see what other people are like when they work and how they work. Um, and you know, like when I see people acting nutty, it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm not the only one that gets that way. Yeah. I just, I would, ne- I would never want to be like mentally abusive or yelling or, calling people names or shit. I just, I never understood that, how people can act like that. Yeah. Get in that mindset where they think that that's okay. Yeah. I wonder if it's a, it's a compromise of the situation too. You know, it's another thing. It's hard, kind of hard to dis, uh, decide and judge. Um, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, you ever hear that one stand up? I think it's like Chris Rock where he talks about like hitting a woman and he's like, He's all, I would never hit a woman, but I'd shake a bitch. And then he's like talking about like, (laughs) just like the irony of a situation and what it does to people and the decisions that you make in a, in a certain circumstance, you know, people say never, yeah, never say never, obviously, but it's just a interesting outlook on things, you know? So yeah, I was, I I was recently watching some of like his old stand up like a couple weeks ago with a bunch of friends. It was so funny, man. He's got some funny fucking bits, dude. That guy was on fire. Yeah. I love comedians. Like I feel like comedians, uh, they're such a unique part of our culture. Um, kind of like an un, like, like it's totally acknowledged and stuff, but it's still like a pretty underrated kind of contribution to our culture. I think, you know? Yeah, I want to talk to you about. Have you seen the latest um, Black Mirror, the Christmas special? Have you seen that yet? Yeah, dude, what do you think of that? That was dark. Yeah, that was dark. <laughs> that was that ending. Oh man, that yeah, was great. That was, uh, I, I love that show. I mean, I like dark shit. Doesn't really, I don't like 
the thing that I like about Black Mirror is that it kind of feels like it's dark humor. Where oh, it's yeah. like it's bad, Satire, but you yeah. can't help but like smile. Yeah. Yeah. So like I appreciate that. If there's just that's one of the things that's kind of bumming me out with Game of Thrones. Are you caught up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew has some thoughts like, about that look, show too. Okay, yeah. So let's ride that, try not to spoil ride it. that dragon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Spoiler alerts. Did you guys see the season finale? Yeah, I did. I haven't watched it yet, so don't don't tell me. Okay, that. so and like, it hasn't been spoiled for you yet. Jeez, I feel like the entire uh, internet has been like nonstop. Okay, so like I just don't pay attention. And, and not, not spoil it real quick, but it felt unnecessary, right? Yeah, <laughs> not. I I didn't think so. I mean, that's it's. I don't even. I I'm so bad at avoiding spoilers that I'm just gonna end it with eh. Like, <laughs> I, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, so I, I love the I'm, shit out of that show too. Like even when it makes mistakes and stuff, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. And I'll still watch it because it was it was a great episode. It's not something that like you know, like I was saying, Andrew, it didn't bother me to the point where i'm like i'm mad and i need to go make some art about it i'm not like upset like that but yeah. i i just felt like it kind of i don't know I, I mean i feel like, like the nature gotcha of, of that show is to just like kind of turn you on your head when you least expect it yeah that's the beauty of that show you know when yeah. when when homeboy got decapitated i was like whoa this show is okay with just doing its thing and i'm like yeah. i love that yeah. you know that's so punk rock you know i think as as an american consumer we're so used to like okay well like this is our main dude and we're sticking with him forever and when uh when writers and the crew is like you know what fuck it let's kill him and the cool thing about that the beauty of that really and the genius part of it is like he became immortal and the moment that he did that he became Jon Snow for us you know Jon Snow is his dad you know and that's the beauty of that show it's like it does all kinds of really great things like that that are just really phenomenal and really well like executed you know but there's I have a lot of friends like even AJ he's not a fan of uh, uh, Game of Thrones it's really interesting you know like I always find it interesting when there's something that I find to be really great and they're not into it. But at the same time, it's like, oh, well, it's just opinions. You know? Oh, yeah, because so. I think it's the reverse feelings because then it makes you feel dumb. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I feel dumb. I just I'm curious as to why. And then I go into the, these conversations like, OK, what is it? You know, and then I go like, well, and at the same time, sometimes I don't even care. I'm like, well, I really enjoy this, you know. Um, like I'm, I'm a huge fan of that show, The Office. It's like one of my favorite sitcoms. There's plenty of people that don't like that show, but I love the heck out of it. And it's like, it doesn't really matter to me what people think uh, about that because it's just like I get so much enjoyment out of it. And it's just like I- sushi, you know. It's the same thing, you know. Like some people are like, ooh, raw fish, and so I'm like, well, that's great. Like I hope you don't like it because then I can eat more myself, you know. Like, <laughs> and it's more for me. So yeah, yeah. I guess it depends, but no, I, it's in regards to the show, I'm, I'm excited to, um, watch it really. I didn't, I, it's crazy. Cause like that show is so addicting. It's crack. And like, I didn't realize that we're already at the end of the season. Like I'm just, yeah. there's so much going on. Watch it before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch I will. I have to wait for my wife. My wife and I, she got me into it. I remember the first time I didn't even watch it. I was, I heard about the books and I was working one day on a weekend and uh, she was watching it. And I was just like, man, what is my wife watching? Is that porn that's going on over there? And like, it's just like tons of just sex, you know? And I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing down there? And she's like, I'm watching the show. I'm like, what is this show you're watching? And so Game of Thrones, I'm like, okay, I've heard about this. I've heard it's really amazing. And, and so she was, she binge watched like two seasons in a weekend or something like that. 
And so she totally turned me on to watching it. And I, I really want to read the books as well. Um, I, I just, I think the thing that I personally love, and I know you do as well, Danny, is like the, the development of the world, the characters, the fucking vastness of it, you know, the, the yeah. beauty of the question and all that stuff. And it's, it's phenomenal, man. It's freaking really cool. It's really great to be in this era where we are, we're able to consume such amazing, amazing content, man, at an incredibly fast rate, you know, it's crazy. I'm loving no, it. Yeah. McDonald's I mean, I was, loving it. I was watching <laughs> I was watching the E3 stuff today and I was looking at this new Star Wars game and I was just like, dude. Oh yeah, Battlefront like, or whatever it's called. How good games are looking. Yeah. You know, how's that gonna be in the next five years? You know, like what's E3 2020 gonna be like? Like games are just gonna be real life. Like I don't know. VR and stuff, yeah. It's like something well, to put out. But I, <clears throat> Uncharted, Naughty Dog put up a new tra- like gameplay trailer for it, and I caught myself like on my elbows, my chin on my fist, like watching, like it was a movie because <laughs> I got so like wrapped up in what was happening that I forgot I was watching like a gameplay trailer, and I was like, "That's how good games are getting now." That's and cool. it's, it's kind of insane, you know. Like I, I can't wait to see where vir- virtual reality goes, but then at the same time, I'm a little frightened. <laughs> are you going to be a vr vr addict i i love if i can do art or sculpt in virtual reality then yeah well i think that's going to be an easy transition i think for people to yeah. create and and build worlds in the vr space you know like the moment you can start doing that building stuff like that and then other people can go into oh yeah i'm on board but uh for like video games and stuff yeah i mean i'll play them i love games i'll, I'll probably never stop playing but I don't know if I'll ever get like obsessed with it or I can't put it down. Have you thought of making yeah, like, a video already... game? Nah. Fuck up. It's too much. <laughs> it's, it's too just... much. That's the fifth, that's the fifth yeah. element, dude. That's like really, I'm, I'm in the middle of my right now. I would right love now, to see it's... a game like, yeah. But you know, like the thing with me is that if I ever wanted to make a game, I'd be like, it's going to be some crazy, huge, big game. I can't make anything <laughs> that's like uh, cerebral like you. <laughs> or you know, like something simple. It's got to be like a big, crazy, fucking stupid thing. Why not? Why? 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 Can't, why can't you make something uh, obtainable in a, in a in a small dose? It's got to be sure, crazy. I mean, I'm sure I could. I'm not going to discredit myself. It's just <laughs> I don't know if my interest is act, you know in that yet. Yeah. You know, like no, not a lot of people know this, but before LMS was ever going to get turned into a movie. Gearbox wanted to make it into a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys that did like Borderlands and everything. Yeah, and um, we took a, you know we took a couple of memes with them. We sent them books and everything, and we were all really excited about what that was going to be. But then once Paramount bought out the rights, they took everything with that, and that was never turned into it. But I was actually excited. I was like, "Damn, what's that? You know, a LMS game going to be like from the makers of Borderlands? Like, it's going to be fucking crazy." Yeah, but unfortunately, that never happened. And you've gone through the so, ringer yeah, with like this maybe thing, one dude. Day, yes. Yeah, no, I mean, I've been all over. <laughs> Tried to pitch it to Activision, and they just wanted to buy it outright and kind of leave me hanging. Sure. That was not going to happen. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's, LMS has definitely seen its its share of faces. I'm just hoping they can find that, that one pretty girl that'll take care of it. <laughs> For you, holding on to this is part of it, right? And not letting it go too far away from your own grip. And that's really difficult because I think a lot of times the studios that buy these things, they want to have their own stamp on it. Rightfully so. If you spend hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars, whatever, of your own money, you're going to want to have your own say on these things. And it, make to- it makes total sense. Well, yeah. You know? And like the thing is, is that when people 
like, you know, get mad at a movie or be like, oh, that fucking dumb director. I'm like, you have no idea yeah. how much went into this. <laughs> yeah, you can't blame that one person. I get on, you know, a little bit of a rant with, like, the whole uh, George Lucas thing, you know. Because, uh, uh, you know, say what you will about the dude, but he's a huge uh, contr- dude, contribution. I respect him to the day I die. Yeah, yeah, he's a huge contributor to, like, me as a creative person, you know. Well, there's a few there's a few films that I remember having that impact on me as a kid and one of them is Star Wars obviously and sitting and watching that shit and going like whoa like I can make worlds and I don't even care it's just like there's so much potential and just so much fun creating yeah. it, you know? and you know people yeah, be no, like I mean, oh there's a lot of people that are involved of course Ralph McQuarrie and all these amazing talents but at the same time like somebody had to drive that ship and that guy's name is George Costanza no joking <laughs> Yeah, but I can go on and on <laughs> yeah, about yeah. people. You know, I like to be kind of like black sheep too. Like we, Andrew and I talk a bit about Shia, Shia LaBeouf. How do you say his last name? LaBeouf. La, LaBeouf. And like, I, I really kind of adore how fucking nutty he's getting. And I, I love it because he's being real. And um, I remember Joaquin he's Phoenix smart. was kind of going, uh, yeah, he's very smart about the way he's approaching these things. And the funny thing is like, it's a lot of it's a joke and people are taking, don't get it. You know, and I find that to be funny. Like, like that's what I was saying with that whole green screen thing. I was like, yeah, of do you course. think he did do that on purpose? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's totally purpose. He's like, I'm going to set this up and let the world fucking go crazy and make their shit up. Yeah, exactly. And blow me up everywhere. It's a smart move and it's funny. Um, I yeah. don't know if it was, you know, who knows, but at the same time, like we don't know this person and we don't know what he's going through and stuff. But from afar, I really appreciate like his transparency and being like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm going and doing my own thing. And for me, I personally, I appreciate that. Like if I get a chance to work with him, like I'll total, I'm totally into it. Cause I like the idea of working with somebody, even if they might be quote unquote difficult, at least having their own thing. I mean, of course he's not perfect. Nobody is, but I just find it to be really interesting when people are being authentic, especially in this industry, which is really like the very common, it's a kind of a fear-based industry and an unknown industry. Like you said, like the perfect phrase for this industry, as far as like developing things is the hurry up and wait rule. Whereas like you're hurrying up to do something and then you're hurrying you're just waiting. Basically there's like things happen at a snail's pace and then they happen so blindly fast yeah. that you just can't perceive. And, and, and experience and like take it all in you know it's like happens so fast so so well, that's what I, you know like i can't say anything about this but i met with someone say it, he dude. asked oh, about fucking s- spill the <laughs> beans bro <laughs> i can't but it's just it's going to your story you know like i met someone and he asked about who i thought should do something and i told him <laughs> and then he literally pulled out his phone and called that person right there and that's something that I've been wanting for years to happen. Yeah. And like the fact that it's just, just like that, 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 and then everything changes. It's like, holy shit, that's what type of business this is. And that's what I think it all goes back to the, you know, you got to hold on and yeah. just go through the bullshit and just be nice to people, work hard, and hopefully it'll all come together. I think being nice to people is a really important role too. It, you know, being an authentic person, but I think at the same time, like, you know, not, I don't know. I, you know, I think it's, it's easy to, to, to preach these things, you know? Um, and there's so many roles. The funny thing about this too, is when I get into talking about this is there's so many roles that it ends up like when you try to talk about this, as far as like helping anybody, it, it all at the end of it, I'm like, you know what, just go fucking do your thing. Like you'll, you'll find out what it works for you. You know, like the way that I approach this is completely different from you. Like the way I'm approaching, approaching Lost Boy is I'm going, 
with my friend's company, Jules and Misha out in Amsterdam to create the short film. Yeah. I saw congrats on that. Thank awesome. you. I'm really excited about that. And that's a different way of approaching than like the Hollywood system. It's a smart way of doing it. I think if you have the, 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 we have many, um, the way we're approaching this and what, and these guys are really smart to partner with too. And they're really talented. They have a great vision, but I think one of the and key ingredients is like, if you go to, let's say this, like if you, this is the way I look at it. You go to a, a poker table and you're playing against the pros. And if you go there and let's say you can define your trust or you can define your, your fate by knowing that you're going to have like a, um, you know, a certain hand and getting yourself ready for it. It's like being going to the table, being prepared and having the ingredients for success, you know? And so by doing, um, by following this path, I think that it will yield a, a different result. Basically, um, whether it works or not, who knows, we'll see. But at the, at the same time, it's like a way of, of designing the game around the way that you want it to work, you know? Yeah. No. And I, I think it'll be a very good host. It'll be okay. And if it doesn't, I don't care. Honestly, like I'm, and the my yeah, intention, cool to show. yeah, I'll be, you know, like Anthony and I talked about it. Like we're gonna have fun doing it, and it's gonna be like a memorable experience in our lives, and and uh, we're just lucky to be able to experience it and and enjoy that that part of it. And by thinking like that, I think and being humbled by that decision, I think it we've we've already won. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. So yeah, but that's my approach on it. You know, everybody has their own way of looking at it. Um, but going back to the main kind of conversation we were talking about earlier is like, you know, what's enough, you know, that's like, what's enough for you? Like, it, you know, you talk about the film thing. I know I remember like the book was like a very key thing and building up this book that was really unique and had to have all these things. And like you said, you can't, you, you got to go big or that's it. You know, like that's kind of your style. Yeah. Um, what is enough? And is there, have you thought about that? And what does that look like? You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've changed a lot in these, like, past three, four years. You know, like, I was even talking to Alex and Allison about this, that, like, when I was younger, I, I wanted to have kids. I wanted to have a family. And now as I get older, you know, like, I'm starting to question that stuff. And if, like, this is all I want to do, if I just want, want to enjoy my life, accomplish the things I want to accomplish, and then settle down and have a family. But I've always, like, at the back of my mind, I've always like said that I think like having a kid would be the thing that would pull me, be able to be the one thing that could really pull me away from art. Cause then, you know, like you once really, you said in my mind when you're like, once you have a kid, that's when you become a man because you're no longer feeding yourself, but feeding others. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah like I, I took that to art. Yeah. Andrew. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking with you. I love giving Andrew shit. He's like my little brother. He's like my little brother I never had. <laughs> Sorry, you're saying. And Andrew's like, Screw. he's all fun. I hate this guy. <laughs> Such a dick to me. Worst older brother ever. Wedgies. <laughs> uh, um, but you know, like I, I think that could be it. But then again, at the other side of my brain, I'm thinking, well, the only way you're ever gonna have kids is if this LMS thing works out, you're successful. So we shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I don't know when it'll be enough. Um, I don't even think I'm at that point of thinking what is enough yet. You know, like I, I want to get the movie done, and then if I can get the movie done, it's I had. I mean, like what, like I said earlier, one of the big things will be able to get my buddy's project done. If I can get that made and be able to announce that that's going to get turned into a movie and toys too, then I had done something that I wanted to do some seven years ago 
sitting on my bed talking to Stefan on the phone for the first time we ever met and going, so what should we do with this company? So if I can accomplish that, then that's going to be a big chunk. I of like, and then I don't need, like, obviously I want to do more after that for more friends. And I think we'll be able to do that. But just if I got that first one, I think that would make me really happy right now. Yeah. You know, uh, you said, do you make lists and stuff? Do you, are you a list guy? Uh, just in my head. <laughs> okay. Not really like Does that drive that. you nuts? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I have goals. Like, you know, like my big goal is get LMS back, get it back in your own hands where you control it. We can do what we want to go do with it. And I think that could happen in the month. Another goal is obviously don't make sure this relationship doesn't fall apart. <laughs> you know, like I kind of suck at relationships, especially when I get really inspired by something i lose sight on everything and just go full on art mode selfish and, selfish ambition i think yeah yeah and um you know like i don't want to do that because i i got something special that's really cool but then at the same time it's like i've been with art all my life <laughs> and it's like you know like i've tried so hard <clears throat> so it's that vicious uh let me drink some water no don't do that no <laughs> no, it's just that, you know, like that mental game of playing with that. But um, those are my, you know, be spend more time with my brothers. That's something that I've wanted to do recently. I, I kind of suck as an older brother. Um, <laughs> I've missed a lot of part of their lives, which I regret. Is and, it because uh, you're focusing on what you're trying to do? And, and Yeah, you know, that's all it is. It's nothing. It's, I'm not, I don't dislike them. I love them both to death. And uh, we're on good terms and everything's fine. Sure. It's just just being an asshole, just being selfish. That's all it is. Because I have no excuse. It's being an asshole. It's tough, it's tough to do all this stuff though, right? You know, like it's tough to do, to build empires and then also like be there at all the games and all that kind of stuff. Right. You know, well, you know, like, it's like, like for example, it comes down to choices, I, right. You know? Well, yeah. And it's like, you know, I was scheduled to go to this Yosemite thing, um, like a few months ago. And then, you know, a couple of weeks before, I'm told that my little brother's graduation is like on that same week yeah. and I can't just turn that thing down because I just said yes. And it's like, it's, it sucks because I should, because it's family. Yeah. But then the other part I'm like, fuck, this is going to look really bad on me. And yeah. there's a lot of people here that are waiting for me to say yes to this thing. Yeah. So, you know, like I had to, you remember when that happened with the whole uh, Bali thing? I couldn't yeah. go to that. You know, my cat had surgery done to it. I was, not in a good place and I couldn't go and I had to turn down something that probably put egg on my face, but you know, that's life gets in the way. I just become negligent sometimes. That's something that I want to fix up and just, you know, start realizing when I'm doing it. Yeah. It's tough, man. You can't be everywhere. You know, I have all people know this too. And I always trip out and I talk to guys like AJ, who's just like a dude, is that guy Superman or something? I mean, seriously, (laughs) what the fuck is going on and he's always happy and smiling and i love it i love him so much i love his energy i get so it's so it's so um charismatic you know he's got such a great aura to him Uh, he just he just loves being a dad and loves all these things and not like i don't love being a dad i think it's great (laughs) it's it's, it's really challenging I, i feel like for me I was raised by a single mom. I didn't really have a dad in my life to really show me. And that's not a good excuse, but at the same time, it's kind of part of the, the equation. I find that every guy that I know that's a great dad had some kind of foundation that their dad was, you know, really into whatever it was. And and so they have that foundation, you know, oftentimes, um, you know, 
the person that you are trying to be and you can't get there is it's usually due to you not being able to understand uh, what the hell it is, you know? Yeah. You just don't know what that fucking image is, you know? And I, I like I wonder if that plays into my brothers and I because having an older sister, she never really hung out with me. She didn't mm. come to any of my things. Yeah. And it's like I wonder if that's just how I was raised and that's what I think is right, but it's not. So yeah, you know, like I'm I'm trying to change that. Do you think by being involved in their lives more um, that will help you and them personally and give you that kind of connection? What is it? Is it like a, are you feeling like a, like a burden or like a, um, cause, cause I have a similar thing. I have, I have three other siblings and I love them. Um, they're great people and I love being around them, but I, I too, like they have all these amazing events and I hardly go to any of them, you know? And why it's because, well, I'm fucking drawing drama thing. You know, I feel like such a douche, <laughs> but it's like choices, you know, um, I guess it's hard because you can't be everywhere at all times, you know? So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> That's all I got on that. Yeah. Like lately I've just been, I've been thinking a lot, a lot more about that type of stuff more than even art really. And just trying to, you know, like the health stuff really scared me recently. Yeah, like I had, some kidney, I had some kidney issues, um, you know, and then I just, I like just was feeling just shitty. I was tired all the time. I, you know, like wasn't getting much sleep. I wasn't treating myself right. I was being again, negligent on what I was putting into my body and what I was, you know, wasn't drinking any water because I was just I was trying to make money and get like, you know, art done and wasn't taking care of myself. And, you know, like I remember I had a creative juice when I came out that swollen face. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I wasn't dude, there for I that. Got... I was there the day before, but I think you were saying you had something going oh, on. Oh, yeah. You didn't come. Yeah. Well, good. But remember, like, I look like shit because I had, that's when it was hurting. Like, I was getting this throbbing pain in my mouth. I was like, Danny was... hates me. Danny hates me. Oh, no. I hated everyone. <laughs> no, I, I was just, I just felt like utter shit, honestly. Yeah. Like, I remember in the car, I was just barely keeping it together. Um, so yeah, no, no. So like, you know, seeing that there was that one point I was like sitting there in the ER, not to be over dramatic. I was, I didn't have like wires connected to me or anything. I was fine. But like I was in the ER and I was sitting there and Allison just like started bawling her eyes out looking at me as I'm in my like stupid little assless robe. Oh, and, you know, that's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's just crying. She's like, I don't like seeing you like this. And like, Aww. you're not that guy that you were when I met, like, you know, you look, sad and tired and worn out and you know that's how i felt and i'm like i don't want to be there all the time it's shitty it's you um, woman you're driving me nuts actually <laughs> shock dude shit fucking hadouken me out of that place uh, so, yeah that's, that's it's, it's always really hard to see a loved one in the hospital it's fucking the worst shit ever yeah so you know like i just i don't want to be like that i'm trying to i want to better myself and just fix my shit not be stupid you doing Tybo now same. getting Tybo going I know my che keeps telling me oh jiu jitsu he's like dude get into jiu jitsu <laughs> <laughs> I've totally got him hooked I love it he's my little jiu jitsu monkey yeah. buddy yeah we it's talk like about shit that or have a kid oh <laughs> yeah he's like, he's in he's like in full on kid mode dude and like he will text me every time he changes his diaper I'm like dude like 
we're homies, but I don't care about you changing a diaper, man. Like it's, I'm stoked that you're happy about changing eggs and wiping up poop and stuff. And it's like, come on, man, like stop it. He, he goes on and on about it. Uh, it. I think it's really great though. It's a fascinating new step for him and him having a kid and all that stuff. So, and I think it's going to really impact the way he, he approaches things moving forward too. So, which is cool. Yeah. And just cool stuff. So, yeah. Stop typing over there, you fucker. This podcast, you focus on us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you fucker. There's some people that I can't ignore at all. Oh, grandma? No. Mommy. See my grandma. Um, But yeah, I told Mache because, you know, when he was starting to get ready for that, as I'm sure he told you too, I was just like, man, get get ready. That's that's the next big step. Yeah. And that's what I like. That's one thing that I will always be jealous of you guys about because like you know again it's a little cheesy bullshit but like you know being as we create art every day we're always you know creating from nothing and the ability to create a kid like that must be crazy that must be weird yeah well i mean i you know yeah definitely i mean Mache is on a different thing he's biologically creating something uh i grew into what i have it's like an adoption kind of thing which is kind of cool too it's a different situation um, it but I matter. still like the thing is, though, is that I don't look at it like different. She's still yours. You now, like it's still something that you have taken. It's changed your well. She's herself. Life. Yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. It's it's a choice, you know, and it's a really <laughs> interesting thing. You'll get there, of course, you know, if you decide to. It's pretty easy. I mean, sex is awesome. <laughs> it's pretty easy to do it. You know, like you got to be <laughs> somewhat it? healthy. Is it our government on it? What is it? What is it? I, I think it's, did you say sex is awesome? It's a sex is awesome, and it's pretty easy to do too. Oh, that, that's, that's, that's I mean, it's like you got to move your your pelvic area like a couple inches back and forth for like a couple minutes, and you're set. Could you like, draw mode. some diagrams out for me? I, don't know. <laughs> I will. That's that sounds awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I've, soon enough, man. Eventually, I'm sure you know, and that'll be. A whole, I, I, I whole, definitely whole different think at one point, you. like you know, like it will happen, but be really unique for you i think you know given the situation and the relationship that you have with your own dad and um you know the, what are you going to carry along you know yeah as a parent you 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 don't realize it until you actually say those words you know like i, I find myself biting my tongue saying the words that my mom used to say you know I'm like damn like i can't believe i'm saying those they just kind of fly out like spaghetti yeah spaghetti <laughs> noodles and hit cure right in the head with knowledge <laughs> knowledge bombs Spaghetti knowledge bombs. <laughs> just imagine just noodles flying at me another time. Talk, <laughs> dude. Let's talk about. There's a couple of things I definitely I was thinking about. I was like, man, what we should talk about tomorrow? I, there's one thing I think that we should touch on. I think it's kind of interesting, a little controversial, and then we'll touch into some other things. Is um, when people are quote unquote inspired by your work. I know it's happened <laughs> to you quite a bit um, in your career in general. Um, and, yeah. You know, how do you deal with that when we're talking about when, when this is the thing I'm talking about personally is you are cruising around the Internet, la di da and uh, boom, there's your art. But it's not you that drew it and somebody took it and they're like, look at me. I drew this shit. Look at me. I'm amazing. And they didn't quote. They didn't say anything about you or give any kind of props or anything like that. Um, there's two sides of this that I've heard. Um, and I know that I know plenty of friends, uh, that have experienced this, uh, this situation 
And it's kind of uncomfortable and unfortunate. And it's part of the situation that occurs in our industry. I think for me, my biggest problem that I have personally, and I want to hear what you think, Danny, is um, when people are making a living off of it, that's a big problem, I think. Um, yeah. Um, and then when people are just, I think it's unhealthy, you know, if you're going out there and you're copying people's work and you're, you're claiming as your own, or you're not being honest about where it's coming from, I think that it's a bummer for you, honestly. I mean, I, I feel sad for that not to be an asshole or talk down to somebody for doing these things, (laughs) but I I think really you got to look deep down into yourself and think like, okay, like what am I contributing? And is it my goal to contribute anything? And what does this say about me if I can't have my own original ideas? And that to me, that's sad, you know, like you should go out and figure out because that's the coolest fucking part. I swear (laughs) if you sit in there and you sit in your head and you come up with your own things, that is the coolest part it's beyond any fucking likes or people saying you're awesome or whatever the fuck you're going for. It's so much power, more powerful from my standpoint, you know? So that's my preaching yeah. bit though. I mean, I, it's, it, it is what it is, you know, it's like, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not innocent of it either, you know, but the, uh-huh. the thing is I try to make sure I'm very transparent about, Hey, I fucking love Otomo. Look at this fucking Otomo thing. You know, like it's important for me to know that people are aware that I'm, getting influenced by that person but well like i guess it can go in two different ways because we've spoken about it before when someone imitates our stuff and doesn't even credit yeah i've even linked you to stuff that looks like lost boy <laughs> but then like you know but then there's times where i'll post to lms and then someone will go oh are you like just inspired by tank girl i've never read a tank girl comic in my life that means <laughs> in the movie yeah and it's yeah. just like no, like I just thought it would be funny to put advertisement stickers on Gabriel's armor. That's all. Like, you know, like, or like, oh, like, you know, like you're using this color scheme, or like, oh, like this or that. I'm like, yeah, maybe subconsciously, but I'm like, I don't know. I can't ever, like, I've had moments where I've seen something, I'm like, oh, that's so fucking cool. And I'll go and write something or draw something, and it's just that. And I'll like pick up on myself. I'll be like, ah, maybe you shouldn't post that, or maybe you shouldn't write that because it just feels like it's this and you were inspired by it and it's okay. You can make it better and then go on from there. Sure. But I think, you know, like people just get so excited, so excited. Oh, I got something cool. And they just want to show it sure. and that's it. And then it comes out and it looks like this and they don't really think about it. And I think there's actually like someone was telling me that there's a disorder for it that like, you know, like you I think, think it's that called you're attention is that no it's like an actual real disorder where you like you think you're putting out your own original thought or idea and it's directly taken from someone else um and like they they don't even know that they don't even think that it's like not even in their uh thought process so yeah like you know like when i see (laughs) that looks like my shit yeah i'm not gonna lie kind of like it i don't know it bums me out but then there's a little bit of part of me that's like a little humbled because then it's our you know like flattered because it's like what if you know what if they did see my stuff like for example when um i told you about the total recall story i won't get into that but i had another one when i was going to work on uh the dark knight rises i told you about that when i was brought on Mm -hmm. and uh unfortunately i didn't get to work on it because of the whole union thing but when i went there on their art board they had lms art on the board Mm. and um i was like hey those are my paintings and they're like, yeah, we like we saw them on your website, and we really like this armor. And they pointed to uh, this one character, Roe, the one holding my cat, the Anubis dog. And they pointed to like his whole armor on his arm and up his chest. And they're like, we really like some of this stuff, and we're thinking about implementing it. And I didn't feel like 
shafted at all. I was actually yeah, really, really flattered. Admired. And I was like, dude, that's so cool. Yeah, go ahead, do it. <laughs> I yeah, was like, I sure. don't care. But then if it's, I don't know, like maybe, does that make me an asshole if I see some kind of, I don't want to say like a no-name artist, but like an artist that's not really known and they just saw a picture of mine, copied it, and then put it online and got good feedback. Is Are they any less than what Christopher Nolan's doing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the thing you got. Like, <laughs> you got to pick and choose. Right? Like, can you pick and choose? You know, I mean, because then, like, like I said, you know, I'm then being a hypocrite on what I yes, said. Where yeah. you know, like, it, you're a human first, and <laughs> not an artist. So it's like it, they're just. I don't know. Everyone gets inspired. I can't, I can't really get too mad at, at it anymore. It used to really bug me and get to me, and then I would start changing stuff. And like that almost happened with Gabriel. You know, like when Gabriel came out. I mean, after he had been out and Destiny was announced and everyone was like, dude, like one of the main characters looks just like Gabriel. Like, are you bugged? And I was like, eh. you know, like it was even in the same pose of my statue, like almost identical. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. You know, like, who knows? Did they see it? Maybe. Did they? Maybe they didn't. Maybe they, they too have like the tank girl thing. I've never seen LMS and just saw something and they wanted to make that. And that's what it turned into. I mean, sure. I'm not going to go sue them. I'm not going to uh, call yeah. them out. You know, like I, sh- I showed you the whole crossbones thing with Captain America, my character, whatever. Yeah, it was that yeah. thing that that. So there's a. There, I remember seeing a painting that you were showing me of a guy with like a helmet with a skull painting. Yeah, on it. the new Captain America villain, crossbones. But uh, it looks exactly like your drawing, though. Yeah, my one of my characters. But so the point, I, is, the the thing is, what I was going to ask is like, so if when you release your work out into the world, by doing so, are you allowing? Others, yeah, others to just kind of, kind of go through it and pilfer. And, I, and I think so a little bit. Part and, of it, right? um, that's one of the reasons why I haven't shown anything on the new LMS yet. Yeah, you just and can't like, because it's a too lot soon, of people, right? People like think, yeah, because like a lot of people think that I haven't really worked on it. I'm like, dude, I have paintings that I can show you. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen it. paintings. Yeah, I've seen. And it's people. like, but it's I don't want to show them because I don't want to put out something too early and then something else comes out that has a vaguely similar idea yeah. and it just kind of like, yeah, I could use a really vulgar analogy for that, but I won't <laughs> do it. This is a collective podcast. It's, it's for family. It's family like working, yeah. It's like working up a load and then someone else blows it for you. And you're, oh, you're there. gross, dude. I can't believe you <laughs> fucking said that, dude. Some kids listening to this, man. Yeah, he's, well, every, he's listening to it on a road trip with his have, mom. They've all had that look before, so whatever. Get used to it. Kid loads? You're getting out of control. I was talking about the mom loads. Oh, mom loads? loads. (laughs) Oh, man. Mom's blowing loads. This is awesome. (laughs) LMS. Mom's dropping LMS loads. Last mom swallowing. (laughs) Last mom swallowing. You have that locked and loaded. You've been ready to freaking drop that one. (laughs) I, hit, I saw my Nas button. I hit it. <laughs> you did. Y'all fucking fast and furious on that joke. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know where we're going. We're going nowhere. <laughs> Go to dirty land. <laughs> fucking pervert land. I love it. It's great. Let's keep going. Now, now, um, now I, I just, I find it interesting. And we, it's just something that we've talked about quite a bit. And, um, for me personally, I, I'm not, I have no world established like you have in the LMS thing and, and the, the setup that you have. And so I have to be very cautious about what I show and how I show it. You know, I mean, obviously there's a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, um, like, damn, you, you must love a uh, cyber city, cyber city, Oedo. And I've always been very transparent about, I love that. 
Um, it's a huge inspiration. And then also Frank Miller's Dark Knight, you know, the mutants and stuff. Like, I love that. Yeah. I always, when I would read those comics, I'd always be like, well, what's the world like from those guys? Like, what is that? Like, these guys are just like chaos and, and, and uh, manifested. But the really great thing, and this is kind of a, a way that I approach it is, um, like you said, you know, you get inspired by something. Don't show it if it's too close to something. Go build it. Keep making it better. And then it'll become your thing because once you dig deeper, I've realized there's one thing about creating is, okay, you get a, a, an inspiration from something. Let's say like Jurassic Park. And you're like, I really want to do fucking dinosaur theme park okay that's Jurassic park okay i'm gonna just sit here and think about it and before you know it at the end of it you end up coming up with something like you know chronicles of narnia or something i don't know who knows you know like you come up with a weird thing and so i but i think what the difference is we're talking about is when you release it and when you release it and knowing that you're basically ripping somebody's idea yeah. And, and I just feel I have a little bit of a conundrum with that personally. Um, but at the same time, like people will say, you know, that's just part of it. And I agree. It's part of the system, you know? And I think what it is, is that I'm getting on is like when they're, when people are making a living or they're selling a game that's worth, you know, multi millions of dollars and part of their franchise is built on like an idea that you have or that they've seen off yours off the internet. That was a half baked idea. I mean, and maybe it's part of like, Hey, they beat you to the punch. You know, it's tough shit, yeah. you know, and then it's like, then I feel like, is it, is it worth it to even show work, you know, because then it's like a, then it's really, it's another struggle is because like, how do you support your life? Yeah. If you can't like show the work. People need to be aware of it. So it's really a challenging catch 22 kind of thing. You know, I have my, my friend Nate had a really brilliant way of looking at this. He said, you know, once you release this stuff and you throw it out there, people will recognize what you're doing and they'll go, Hey, that's that's Ash's thing, you know, yeah. and whether it is or not, which it isn't because we don't own anything really, you know? <laughs> um, but it's just, I think if you can put it out there and then you kind of own that space and then it becomes kind of your thing, you know, and that's kind of a cool way of looking at it, possibly in a positive way of looking at it, you know, cause it's a, it's like trying to stop the ocean. Just, you can't do it. You got, you might as well just like well, flow with it. Yeah. And, and you know, like that's already kind of happened with the LMS, you know, like when, someone does something similar like i messaged pro practically that day by someone else like i was like hey is this kind of like yours do you like should you want should i say anything i'm like no <laughs> it's all good yeah like, you know like i never want a witch hunt or whatever but it's i guess yeah like you said you kind of feel bad for the artist because it's like you know do your own thing man you yeah know, like go go and create something that's yours it'll feel 10 times better i promise you oh yeah it's it's like, so I'll, cool i'm looking man. at something right now that literally just looks like showtime <laughs> on, <laughs> on our station and uh you know like yeah, i guess just people you get easily inspired yeah and mache is inspired by what you and i are doing and vice uh -huh. versa you know like it's it's all kind of a it's a fucking orgy of art love. So I think in a, in a really interesting system is like people would be inspired by one another and fuel one another's fire and stuff and develop it. But I think that a lot of these things come for me personally, maybe I'm just old school is, but like, you know, a lot of these things come from, uh, like the original, just getting there and problem solving thinking about it. Like, you know, it's, if you want to study somebody really interesting, study George Lucas. Like, look at that guy. Like, he was trying to sell people on an idea of a fucking Wookiee when that didn't okay. exist, you know? 
that didn't even that wasn't even close everybody's expectations and thoughts of film was uh of sci-fi was nowhere near what he had in his mind but he did it anyways and he's and he figured out a way of doing it and i think that that should that journey alone is worth a life of you know dedication to your craft and figuring out how to do that how to build yeah. your world and stuff you know and that's yeah. fun that's i mean i don't know if it's fun i don't i would love to talk with george at some point in my life it'd be amazing to t- kind of converse with him because i know that you know he went through a divorce and he lost so many things and you know like empire strikes back which is one of my favorites is it was a film that was like self-funded and was incredibly expensive and hugely risk risk risky to do um but turned out to be one of the best you know so yeah yeah and is that because of all the the risk and stuff involved you know at, at some point i kind of start thinking about like trying to find solutions my brain's trying to find like ideas and connecting things like oh is it no, because that's what I tried, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well because it's like there there do you think that there's a formula to the gold like to the to the the gold nugget basically do you think there is something uh i don't i don't know i mean if there is i would love to know what it is you know like i <laughs> we all you know, like a lo- yeah like i get i get asked sometimes like oh, like you know like how'd you do it what's the key I'm like i don't know work hard be stubborn you know like it's just i don't know there is no really secret to figuring out this whole game of like what you know like we're trying to do i mean what you aj Matei, and i are all trying to do i don't think has really been done the way that we're trying to do you know like when frank miller had 300 made into a movie it was already at a you know, a publisher already owned it. Yeah. You know, like we're bringing stuff, we're actually bringing a property before it's even been made into something. You go, Hey, this is probably going to be made into something at some point. So you should probably make a movie about it, <laughs> you yeah. know, without any proven success. I mean, when I sold LMS, there was no success other than, yeah, it did well at Comic-Con and we sold some copies of it. But I mean, like they took a risk there and just believed in the world. Yeah, it's um, tough. It's a so, lot to yeah, ask like of a of a of a collaborator too. You know, like trust yeah, no, me, and and I understand. Me. Like I like I I totally understand why no one's jumped on it yet. Um, you know, like obviously I was always be an asshole and be like, oh man, if only they just fucking woke up and did it. <laughs> but it's like, sure, sure. That's just the angry, impatient side of me venting. Sure. No. It's understandable but, uh, though, because it's a lot. You know, while you're putting everything that you have into well, every day it's like you know they're focusing on other things and you know it's hard to, it's hard to see you know? i think that it is is that i yeah i can't help but like watch movies sometimes and if there's something i don't like i want it like i don't like it i think how did that get okay but then the stuff that i'm pushing which isn't half as silly as that like mm. won't even get considered yeah. and it's like that's what bugs me because then it starts to make me question myself going like is it weird like am i the only one that gets yeah, it do i it's like do i know how to tell a story <laughs> yeah i know right yeah. Pat Oswalt so has like, a really you know, like, amazing I... bit about that. Have you heard that bit? The be- the deathbed, the bed that no, eats. No, no. The... <laughs> Did we talk about this last podcast? Yes, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to tell it, no, tell uh, but it's 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 um, IMDb. There's a movie called Deathbed, and Pat Oswalt did this really fucking hilarious bit about it because he Patton is obviously in the films and he wants to make his own film. I think he directed one recently, or. Uh, big fan I think it was called I watched it it's really interesting um, but it's it's a movie called uh, Deathbed the Bed That Eats or something like that 
it's like what the fuck and so he his whole bit was like well fucking deathbed can make it like i can fucking do it like it was pretty funny the way he's like kind of breaking down you know (laughs) you know comparing yourself basically which is probably an error to do but it's just like funny as as fuel basically like if this fucking shit made it then i should be able to do it too you know so yeah and it's like you know like i don't when i think that too it's not like i'm going oh well i'm better than this person because a lot of bullshit probably went into that oh yeah and there's probably a lot of people that that writer or that director had to deal with like that's one of the things that i try to stick up for a lot of people with is that you know like whenever they're like oh man this movie sucks fuck blah 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 and like we just said earlier i'm like you don't know how so many meetings so many last minute phone calls so many like businessmen that are scuffling at the phone to go like wait 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 i have an idea too hold on put this in there and change shit all the time yeah and like i i read a lot of interviews with joss whedon about avengers 2 and he didn't seem happy like Mm. you know like he seemed jaded in a lot of those interviews and i wonder like you know like what he said was that marvel likes to hire cheap directors young directors because they're easier to control. Sure. You don't have to invest your budget into it. Like Marvel doesn't, it's not going to go make a movie with David Fincher. No. They'd have to pay him 20 million to get that movie made. Yeah. You know, like, so like, you know, like, and I think what that means is that when they don't pay you as much, they have more control. And you don't have as much investing. You're going up against a corporate. Yeah. They're going to take over and make it theirs. And even said that he was like, there was a lot of the times where I wanted to do something and they're like, Hey, look, you can either do this or you can do this (laughs) and you lose that part. And yeah. it's like, you know, he is in that shitty position where he's like, it, there's parts of the movie that got to get made, but a lot of the parts, you know, he did one in there, went in there. Yeah. And uh, that's going to be I, fucking frustrating as hell. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure it is because you probably get attached to it. You know, how do you not make a movie at that size with the first one and not want to do just your own movie? And how do you not think that you should be able to? Yeah. I mean, like, let's just bring it down to a basic level. That guy made Marvel billion dollars no matter what he was the head of that movie he controlled it he directed it it was his doing that got that movie out there so you would think that you know like marvel would be like fuck just do whatever the hell you want you'll probably make it awesome and then if we have something to say you know but uh, a lot of cooks in the kitchen i'm just yeah definitely this is something that i deal with now but I like I, it. it's a very basis. smart it's a very high level way of looking at the the picture and uh and like what you're saying you can't just attack one person if you do that then it's a very ignorant call stop that typing stop it focus on me sorry focus, focus my on my friend oh, okay <laughs> all right all right all right just fucking with you um, but no i think it's a very way it's a very good way of looking at kind of um you know the the practical real reality of the situations and like how um it's better to like look at um you know like that guy sucks you know like that's that's kind of an uninvolved look at things because it's not as simple as that if only it was that simple you know um you can yeah. probably say that when you can probably say that guy sucks or that girl sucks if you're just looking at one piece of a drawing that they did that you saw them draw right in front of your face and you have uh, an, an aversion to it and maybe it's yeah. like a child molestation scene or something and you really don't like that then that makes sense you know but yeah. as far as like you know a, a production as big as a film which is it's pretty amazing when films even get made you know like i've been on actual locations and sets and just the the enormity of of the of the, of the yeah. energy How many people 
yeah. are working at once oh, on dude. the same thing. Dude, it's insanity <laughs> that it even works. It's it's like American, it's like government basically, you know, in a very well, small like, form. Think about how difficult it is just to get three people in the room sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's like, you know, getting over 200 Our on actor. one day on yeah. the same, yeah. Our actors, more. you know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Like I, I, I was. Did you see uh, Tomorrowland? No, I didn't see that either. I, I like I, I love Brad Bird's work. Um, such right. a fan of him. I love. But I've heard such bad things. Yeah, <laughs> about, yeah. And I like Andrew. Did you see it? No, I haven't yet. Yeah, man. Like I've heard nothing but bad things about it, and like I just wonder how can you make such. Well, I, I guess I know why. Because of an animated movie, you have a lot more control. You have tons and you of can control. Sit, yeah, and you can sit there and pound out a performance. Uh, whereas with an actor, you do three takes until the actor's probably like, all right, dude, do we get it? We're good. <laughs> and then move yeah. on to the next one. Yeah. And, you know, like, I wonder how that is. And I wonder how stressful that is. Yeah, I love Brad Bird's work. I really admire him as a person from the, watching He's his so career from smart. afar, too. Yeah, um, it bums me to know that. But at the same time, I have so much respect for the guy because he's, you know, it. he could go and off, he could go off and make um, Impossibles uh, 2, you know? Or The Incredibles 2, I mean. Or he is. He is. Yeah. Is he? Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. he's like, yeah, he's fuck this right live now. action stuff. Yeah. That, dude, that's what I'd be like. Yeah. <laughs> but, but at the same time, like, I really admire a person to throw themselves into an adverse situation say you know and yeah try exactly because if you look at brad bird's career from from afar from what i understand is he comes from the 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 pedigree of disney you know animation uh high level disney animation storytelling at its finest um and animation at its finest and then he goes off and makes one of the best fucking animations ever there's iron and giant my opinion it's amazing it's a masterpiece of animation and then he goes and makes one of my all-time favorite Pixar yeah, films, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's just the perfect movie. It is. It's just bangs. It just everything hits perfectly. It's just it's designed. It's designed to to let you sit yeah. there and just enjoy the ride. And I yeah. love that. You know, like I'll it's defend. Happy. It's pretty to look at. It has it's got some really good messages in it. Yep, it's beautiful. It's a masterpiece of animation. I'll stand by that all day long. In my own opinion. And then you, then he's like, you know, I'm going to try a live action. I have a, I have a, I really admire that because it takes a lot of balls and a lot of guts to throw yourself out from, you know, a high level success and go, I'm going to repeat this. And then I'm like, actually, I'm going to go try this and see what this yields, you know, I, I yeah. dig that, you know, and it, it's like, uh, that's gotta be a tough situation, you know, like, um, I think Tron was canceled because of Tomorrowland's like flop, I guess that's what I yeah. heard. So, cause now, now Tron's not, no, no more. So I, I I was talking a little smack on it. I was saying that I heard that the concept of the movie is they were going to bring Tron into the real world. Mm. And I was just saying, like, I could kind of smell the flames from afar. <laughs> like, it just, it just smell or it smells, it smells like a weird idea. It just seemed like it kind of, I don't know. How does that work? Um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's kind of like perhaps what we have with the Jurassic world, I guess. Same kind of thing, right? Where jump you the have, boat or jump the shark? Well, I think it's like where you have um, the worlds jump the are megalodon. The, the, the jump the megalodon, where the worlds are merging. I guess you know. Um, yeah, you know, like where you have um, one world's merging with the other one. You know, uh, you know. I, I wouldn't say the thing for me is like you never know, right? You know, like 
that's one thing I love about, you know, like you say, I hate that food. And then you go and sit down and somebody prepares it right for you. You're like, wow, that's my new favorite food. Yeah. Yeah. That's my new favorite thing. And, um, that's when I think somebody's doing a really great job at what they're doing, you know, I think, and the passion's really into it. So, um, it's really hard for me to even have an opinion on any of these things. Cause like, I don't know, I don't know what Joe, what Joe is going to end up, you know, cooking up. Maybe this would be like a, his fucking really crushing film, you know? Um, yeah. he's gone through a lot of learning and there's a lot of things, you know? So, but, um, it's, it's so challenging to really judge these things. I feel, you know, it, it gets more and more challenging every day as I get m- older and quote unquote wiser. I try to pick and choose how I selectively <laughs> say things. <laughs> Who's making that noise? That was me. Bitch. You fucker. <laughs> I'll text you some shit later. You fucker. No. <laughs> I'm going to text attack to you. Send you like a 20 text messages. <laughs> We talked about, um, I, let's talk a little bit about the films from last year that we really loved. I know what we talked about nightcrawler. Cause that's just a fucking oh, phenomenal so film. Um, came so out of good. nowhere and was like, uh, this is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Film industry. That was awesome. Um, is there some other yeah. films that you, um, enjoyed from the last year or so? Um, at least like last year there, we had a lot of really great films, like some amazing films, some really great ones. Like, um, Whiplash was a fucking really Whoa. fun, simple, Dude, great finale, ride. I got chills. Wasn't that, that great? So good? That was great, yeah. man. That was really I, good. I, do you know what? The, I hate to sound like, oh, but I, the older I get, the more I start to enjoy movies like that. Yeah. Like just movies about people and real life stories. And I think that just like, again, comes with age. <laughs> you know, like the, I guess I think I'll always love sci-fi and fantasy. I'm not trying to sound like some jaded. Can you merge the two though? Can you merge the two? I think there's a way of merging the two. Yeah, I think there is, you know, like I would like to think there is, you know, when people look at LMS, they they see a revenge story on the outside, but it really has nothing to do with that. There's actually a really personal journey in there that, you know, like I want to tell. So hopefully I can do that, you know, like, but I don't know. I think, when it goes through the gauntlet of Hollywood, I think a lot of it changes and eventually they just go, how can we make money off of this instead yeah. of how can we move people with this? Sure. You know? Can you, do you think you can make a property where you wouldn't have to rely on that? Like see how I'm doing it with the, the, the side going on the side here, sidelines mm-hmm. and trying to figure out a way of, so that I don't have to mess with the, the, the design necessarily and then own as much power as I can. Um, so that that doesn't dilute the property itself. Do you feel like there's a way of you making something or a property that will be like an experience for you to kind of, um, just do my thing. Yeah. Do your thing and have the power that you want to tell the stories that you, you desire, you know, you know, you look at like Pixar, for example, which is, we're both huge Uh fans of Pixar. Um, Pixar existed because of many things. Oddly it survived, um, you know, Steve jobs and, and, how crazy Steve is and how unique of a person he was and how he was okay with losing $8 million or something like that to fund this bleeding property. But that allowed them to have the power and now look at them. They run Disney and they, you know, like there's no new Disney films out really. It's all Pixar's films, you know, yeah, there um, are yeah. who, there's what is it? Frozen. Uh, okay. What else? Uh, I, do they put a movie out every year? That's like Disney's thing. Don't they have? <laughs> They're putting. They have that uh, Hawaiian one coming out, The Rock. Oh no, I think it's called. And then this year, I don't think they have anything this year because they got Inside Out coming out. That's Pixar. And they had Zootop- 
Yeah, they got Zootopia coming next year. What that? What's that? It's a movie about animals that can walk on their legs, like on their upright. What is it? When you can walk on? I don't know. And uh, I guess there's like a civilization of them. Or, uh, just, they're animals wearing clothes. That's what, <laughs> that's what it's about. They did uh, Big Hero 6. Okay, yeah. What do you guys think of that? Okay, look. I don't know. Oh. This, um, people are gonna hate us after this podcast. I think they're gonna be like, you guys but are- dude, like, why? Like, I don't, I don't get that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, but then I get the same way. Like, I hate to admit it. Like, if I really like someone, something, and someone comes up and is like, "Oh yeah, that sucks." There's a bit of me that's like, "Fuck you." Like when people, like if someone doesn't like Breaking Bad, in my head, I'm like, "You're a piece of shit." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the outside, I'm like, "What's up, man?" Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> what a butthole. Yeah. yeah. No. no, but um Yeah, no, Big Hero Six, uh I don't know. It felt really rushed. It felt so um there were some really brilliant yeah. moments in it that I really liked, but I felt like they were trying to squeeze like seven shows. I agree. Seven That's movies what I into feel. The, oh, yeah. It's just it so like fast. But I think maybe it's because I'm getting older too. A lot of this stuff I think it's it's not it's not designed for me. It's not made for me. And I should be acknowledging that. That's something know? that I yeah, exactly. Yeah. I keep having to remind myself. You know, like I watched the Ninja Turtles movie, uh, but which one? The watching original it, one? No, like the new one. Uh, um, and as I was watching it, I was like, God, like, why didn't they do it? But then I'm like, dude, they, they made this movie for like five year olds. Yeah. Like, why are you judging this movie? <laughs> like, yeah. You this can. is like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's literally going into like a Target and picking out a kid's movie and be like, what the fuck? They could have made this so much better. <laughs> like, well, like, I mean, Tinkerbell. like. Yeah. On that on that subject though, I mean, weren't Disney movies fifty years ago not like any different? Like they were technically still made for kids, but they had appeal to adults. Like they were. That's true, but I guess the topic is Disney movies and then Ninja Turtles. So yeah, like if I look at Frozen, yeah, like if I look at Frozen, you know what? I'll give it credit. One of the best things about that movie was the fact that the true love wasn't the dude. Like, I thought that was a cool move. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't expect mm-hmm. that. You know, like, you know, see that as her sister. I thought that was cool. But, you know, like, that's kind of stepping outside of the box. But then they have that fucking snowman in there. Yeah, the Jar Jar Binks of Disney. I couldn't get over the singing. It was driving me fucking nuts. I, I, it was, like, uncomfortable. Uh, dessert. Does your daughter sing at all? Oh, yeah, she, she loves likes, that stuff. I just, yeah, when, when uh, people sing, when people okay. sing to me, it, it like like when seeing people are really seen like that, like it really like it makes me really like uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like I just want to like crawl out of my skin and leave wherever I'm at. Like, do you want to build a snowman? Like this, like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, get me out of here. I, I'm all in your I'm, face. <laughs> I'm the last person that would sit through a musical though. Like I have a real hard time with it. And some of my friends they love it and they eat it up. And like my wife really loves musicals and singing and all that stuff and. I'm just not into it. It just doesn't, it makes me feel like I poop my pants and I'm sitting in the poop, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, can I go clean myself off now? Like, <laughs> it's starting to harden around your legs. <laughs> a best, the best analogy for musicals for me is I poop my pants, my pants and I'm sitting in it uncomfortably. <laughs> it's suffering through it. Yeah. Now I, I just, I think with all these things too, like with big hero six, it's like, it was, it had some really amazing things in it and some dude, some of the talent that was behind it was just so amazing. Oh uh, yeah. Um, like visually. Awesome. Oh, visually I mean, amazing. Beautiful yeah. Film. Beautiful work. Yeah, but it's yeah. just like a, 
as a story, like, like I didn't walk out of it going like, dude, that was so good. Yeah. I'm really excited about Inside Out. Yeah, there was a new too. movie. I, I haven't seen anything on it. Yeah, it's got yeah. amazing reviews. They're saying it's like a kick right back to the old school Pixar. Good. And they're saying that it could be one of their best. Wow. And that it's like, you know, like it's super funny, super smart. Dude, it's from the guy that did Monsters, Inc. and Up. Oh, now, yeah. Like if I can get that same reaction that I got in the first five minutes of Up, like yeah. that's what sold me on that. So yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to see that. One of the other things that with movies, I don't like watching trailers anymore. Oh yeah, I mean, give, yeah, yeah. Dude, they give away so much <laughs> that by the time, like, I pieced the movie together or some shitty version of it. Yeah. In my head, so by the time I like Mad Max, I was so excited to see it, but by the time I saw the movie, I was like, oh cool, I already seen half of this, or I know how it goes. I like, I, you know, I refuse to watch anything about that film, so I would go into like Raw Dog. So. Oh yeah, oh, awesome. <laughs> that movie had really good trailers too. Oh yeah, like, that's I was, was scared so that it was gonna like not live up to how good right? it was because you know you release that first trailer and it's like okay you know like this is cool it looks cool you know whatever it's got some weird music and then once they brought in that opera on the second trailer I was like mm. holy fuck what is this yeah and then, then that's what got me really excited about it I wish they had more of that Ash you and I talked about that I wish yeah they, yeah I felt like the music was like, weird and sometimes but yeah yeah. Um, it's a little too Hans Zimmer-esque. Yeah, it was like weirdly placed too. But um, no, definitely is. I think I love the idea that Mad Max was a success, and and mad props to freaking the whole crew for making that film because that's kind of like an impossible film. Dude, nineteen you know? years was it? Yeah, 20? yeah. yeah. Uh, I was listening to um, Kevin Smith's podcast, uh, the comic one. I don't remember the name of it. Smodcast or Batman on Batman, I think. And he had the cool special where him and his uh, co-host were just like kind of analyzing uh, Mad Max. And he was saying like how crazy it is if you were to go back in time and tell George back when he was making the first uh, Mad Max that, hey, dude, like in 50 years from now, you're going to make a film a, like a sequel to this or whatever. Uh, and it's going to you're going to it's going to cost you 150 million or whatever to make it, you know, like just like things like that. You never know where you're going to go, you know, as long as your intention's pure, you know, it's just kind of, it's kind of a cool lesson too for world builders or passionate people like us um, to just keep riding, yeah. riding with it. It's like that picture of that cat, that kitten holding on to the branch, like, Hey, in there kitty. <laughs> I always think about that when times get really tough. I'm like, Oh fuck man. I gotta be that. Have you ever seen that one about, the guy and he's mining and he's walking away with like his little hammer over his shoulder or his pickaxe and then down below you see a guy mining and he's like inches away from hitting the diamond oh. and it says like you know like never like turn back because you never know how close he might be like man like the thing is is that you look at that shit and you're like oh it's just one of those Such cheesy things like my grandma <laughs> will share on facebook but it's like that shit is so real like a lot of the things as you grow up you realize that you know it's life is really based on those simple little things never stop believing in yourself always work hard be nice and shit will happen such i don't know i know you're a little kitty poster inspired that <laughs> dude i tell people all the time now what you once told me the lead by example hmm. when i went to the legendary event over in yosemite some people were asking me for like good advice you've heard from that that was always really good what was it sorry the stupid internet cut out the, Oh, lead by example. Oh yeah. It's important, man. You have to, um, it's like with anything, you know, like, um, the podcast is a facilitator for that as well. And, uh, yeah, I think it's important, you know, um, it's a, it's a, 
you have to really, you know, like if you want to, you got to be the change you want to see in the world, you know, like I think that was like a, a Gandhi quote, but it couldn't be more true, you know, like I really can't stand one of the things that I have a hard time with is when people just complain and they sit in their mud in their own pile of shit and they just sit and complain about stuff. It's like, go do something about it. Like when Andrew and I really start critiquing oh, and analyzing yeah. film, I say, Andrew, go write your own fucking film, dude. Do it. <laughs> you know, like, because then you really start to know, like, why and how and the decisions made. And it's really challenging, you know, like, it's it's one thing to be a consumer of these things and to feel like you have an opinion and you have a voice. It's another thing to actually create your own thing and, and really then have your own viewpoint well, yeah, on I things, mean, you know. I, I time when I see comments on, like, movies and shit. And it's like, then go do your own and like, go make one better. Go, yeah. go push it. I know it's easy to say that, but then it's also easy to go like, oh, this is shitty and stupid. Well, it's even easier you to know, do like, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, have you seen Chef yet with uh, John Favreau? Yeah, I love that movie. That I loved really it too. Good. I had so much fun watching it. It was such an innocent, fun film and it actually stuck with me for a long time. And the spoiler alert, if yeah. you haven't seen it, go see it. But there's that Same. one scene where he, he confronts the guy in the restaurant. I won't try to go into too many yeah. details, but I love that scene. I love it so much because it's, you can almost kind of like, it's almost like he's not acting. I feel like he's like letting out his own angers. Uh, you yeah, know, no, I heard him. that movie was kind of made because of what happened with like the whole um, Iron Man thing. And uh, I think he had a flop right before that. Um, that didn't work out. And he made that movie as kind of like a little personal story that he wanted to tell. It's and, uh, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it definitely uh, connected. You can really feel like uh, John's a talented guy and he's a very smart guy, I think, from his career and the things I've seen. And he's in, been able to kind of like harness and hone in like on a really interesting consistent uh, concept. And I feel like that was like a really interesting uh kind of segue for him to build something. And it was like, yeah, yeah I really personally enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good movie. Yeah. Have you seen anything else recently, not theaters, that you've enjoyed? I personally really liked It Follows. It wasn't a perfect film at all. And, and oh, I love that movie. Yeah. I, I had so much fun with that. It wasn't it so much fun. I, I told everybody to watch it that I saw. I was like, dude, go fucking see this film. It's, yeah. If anything, just for the feel of it. It was really uh, authentic. It was just cool. It was just, yeah, just a fun story, a fun little uh, message that they had with it. It had some really cool shots, like that one scene in the bedroom. When the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Where, uh, she was like, she goes in the bathroom, our bedroom to hide, and then her friends come wrong, and then the door opened. Oh my that God. Part, I was like, yeah. it just filmed really well. Like, it, was, it was a cool slasher story without it being a slasher. Yep. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I, that was like another Nightcrawler experience for me. I was just like, that was a solid ass movie. Me too. I went to the theater, went by myself, I went and saw it uh, just kind of on a whim. <laughs> I, I oh, yeah. something happened where I think I found out the soundtrack was done by a disaster piece and I really love his work. And I, I was like, do. I love that. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Cause he did the, oh, the score for, um, uh, Fez, that independent video yeah. game. And, uh, and I was like, wow, this is I like, I think I heard of one of the, the tracks or something. I was like, Oh, I'm hooked. I have to go see this. And that song uh, heels. Oh dude. That that Detroit track. Oof. That Detroit track gets me every time. I'm such a sucker. Detroit heels are the two songs I have. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. And I don't know. I just was so captivated by, uh, just the, 
the overall experience of the the world and stuff and not perfect like by any means but at the same time it was like one of the the yeah one of those horror films of recent time that i really enjoyed um andrew and i've had many pretty deep talks about our thoughts on it and i think that's probably as close as as i would come to as far as style wise as a horror film that i would like to make um but i think yeah. it's really cool i really admire what they did with it and it's fucking i i strongly encourage anybody to go see it I've, everybody i've told to watch it isn't never hasn't been in, uh disappointed they've all like left it going like that was fun that was really cool like it had me on my toes like that just that yeah. the intro scene or that scene where they're at the school and that that, that complete 360 is like dude this is amazing i love this yeah. it's such a cool decision to do this shot you know just, um, well, one of my friends said it really well. He was like, you know, the cool thing that he enjoyed about the movie is that it put you in the position of the victim. Yeah. Thinking like, what would I do? Yeah. Like, you know, like, cause you're trapped in their mind yeah. and you know, you're with them usually alone. So it's like, how do I get out of that situation? Where do you go? And, um, you know, like, I mean, you can't really explain it without saying what, but then that's the whole twist of the movie. Sure. But the whole first thing, it's like, it's just such a fun idea. It is. It's great. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a cat and mouse story without really being one in a way. Yep. Like, you know, it's, it's just cool. I really appreciate that though. That's so that was, that was one of the recent ones that I saw that I really liked. I enjoyed Birdman. Uh, I need to go watch it again, but that was, like, oh, Birdman, just, was it was just crazy. Yeah, like just like, just filled with like really interesting, uh, just concepts and stuff. That was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other films that there, cause there's, there's been a lot of films that I've seen recently. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of fun. That was really great. And it's, there are really amazing films being made uh, all the time and also a lot of medium being made as well. Like, you know, like I've recently gotten to house of cards with my wife and damn, that's a great show. Yeah. It's like a very special show. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Spacey's amazing. The whole crew is amazing. The, the feel and the look of the world is great and the build and just, uh, it's funny how like all of our main characters in, in, in modern cinema are, are such these fucking villainous assholes, you know, like <laughs> yeah. if you think about it, like I haven't watched, um, Mad Men yet, but from what I understand, it's like a following kind of like an asshole guy, you know, and Breaking, Breaking Bad is kind of like that too, you know, and, and then House of Cards is, you know, it's like these sociopaths almost, you know, romanticizing their kind of journey to complete chaos, you know. So, yeah, but, yeah, man, I don't know. There's so much to think about. Is there anything else that you wanted to kind of talk about or bring up? I mean, there's tons of stuff. Well, you're always obviously welcome to come on and just talk about your journey and talk about the things that we're into at the moment. And- yeah, I mean, just like one of the reasons why I haven't talked about the journey so much is that. I don't want to be that guy that just talks that says things and goes, this is happening. Like I could talk for months on people that I've met or producers I've sat in the room with or meetings that I've taken or designers I've met up with, but like, it doesn't matter until like I have something that I can actually announce. Yeah. Now, like I don't want to be a name dropper. I don't want to be like, Oh, I sat down with this guy. Pretty cool. Huh? You know, like that's just lame. Like, you know, like I would rather be able to go like, Hey, I'm working with this guy. We're doing this movie and we're doing it with this studio. And here's the article about it. Yeah. And that's that, you know, like I want to be a doer rather than a talker. So I've recently decided just to shut my mouth and not talk about it until something's happening. And like I said, you know, like we're getting there. Uh, Like, I definitely think this is going to be the year that it all comes back. I hope it is. Um, But, you know, like I really do think there's a lot of good things that are happening. There's, there's too many people too many of the right people like wanting to work with us to for it to not happen. And once it does happen and we succeed with it, 
and we're able to succeed with other people. I just, I want to help friends. You know, like I want to help other artists get their stuff off the ground. And I want to allow that dream to continue. And then hopefully create this like really badass empire. <laughs> like, I've always told people, like I told my agent before I signed with them four years ago, I was like, look, this is my goal. Like I know it's a pipe dream, but like I want to create the next Pixar. Like, you know, like I want to create a studio where I can work with my friends and we can design and build our own worlds that we control and that we make. And you know, like I'm still going to stick to that goal and I hope it works out. Yeah, that's a good, it's a big goal, man. It's a big one. It's a biggie, dude. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, you got to have those dreams, right? John Lasser had a goal too and he was a nerdy little lanky dude living under his desk. And, you know, like I looked at where I was last year living under my desk with cat litter right next to me and my cats all over. It's hot, and I was dude. like, fuck, man. This is, yeah, this is the best part. <laughs> this is me at my lowest. I can only go up from here. Yeah, and, that's a good uh, way of looking at it. Just, yeah, and just like with the last two months, what's happened and how things have changed and the people that have come in contact. Just like yesterday, like I wish I could talk about what's, what's happening, but like shit is happening that I never thought would happen. And if it's now happening, I can only imagine what the next two years will be like. And um, I'm just going to keep pushing. I want to open doors and I want to change the way this business is done so we can allow other artists to live what I was able to. There you go. There you go, people. That's it, man. I think that's it. I think that's a great way to end this because that's really where you're going and your trajectory and stuff. So, and just focusing on that and dreaming big, man. Yeah, got it. Yeah, baby. You got to dream big. You only, you only got one shot. Why waste it? Yes, I agree. And you, you, your greatest gift is given to you for free at birth, which is your mind. So don't yeah. box it in. Let that baby yeah. breathe. <laughs> Let it breathe. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, Danny. I appreciate it. And thank you for another yeah, amazing dude, episode. No thank you for happening. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew, for moderating, for yeah. taking the abuse. Yeah, thanks yeah. for getting setting thank this up, you, Andrew. Awesome. Okay, guys. We'll get some sleep. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Cool. I'll chat with you later. Thanks a lot, guys. See awesome, you, man. Talk soon. Meow. Bye. I see you, brothers. Bye. And that does it for this week's episode. Big thank you to Danny for joining us this week. You can find links to his work and all of the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 108, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. We also have a new feature on the site, which is our new fancy newsletter. This includes information regarding up-and-coming events, guests, and all that amazing goodness. So if you want more information about that, check that out at thecollectivepodcast.com slash newsletter. That's going to be it, everybody. Have an amazing day. Be powerful. Be prolific. Peace out.